1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Thrilled to have you with us. Lots of stuff to talk about, but I'm going to be selfish for a bit at the beginning of the show. It is basically still a holiday weekend, I think, according to a lot of people. Uh, you have holiday weekend until tomorrow. I feel like today is going to be a very unproductive day uh, for a lot of people at work. And I don't judge you. That's fine. That makes sense. I think it, may, it definitely makes sense. Uh, my wife and I went and saw a bunch of Yankee games uh, over the weekend. Uh, they lost two of the three games we saw. The, the most disappointing thing about the Yankees, not that they lost. Like, I like going. I like seeing them. Aaron Judge wasn't playing, so that was kind of sad. Uh, but going to St. Louis and spending uh, two days there and lucking out that the Friday game got rained out, so we got to see it Saturday. Uh, but the thing that was sad is that they let you get uh, a free pass if you stayed for the first game. And I never leave anything early. I have never in my life left any sporting event before the completion of said sporting event. And at some point they said, hey, if you have tickets to game one on Saturday, you get free tickets to game two. Just don't sit in a seat that somebody paid for, which meant a bunch of people like would show up and be like, hey, this is our seat. And you had to move a bunch of times. But I already paid uh, for a second set of seats because I wanted to see all the games. So darn it, that made me sad. Uh, but seeing the Yankees was fun. Uh, as I said, I feel like it's still a holiday weekend. We have red, white, and boom tomorrow, and it's going to be insane. All the stuff you're used to, all the regular things, uh, just better enhanced because the firework display is, is bigger than it's ever been. It's the biggest one in the entire state. Uh, but the street closures start at noon. Uh, just a warning for anyone driving around. At 4 o'clock, you have some of the first things getting going. I think Chris Jansen uh, with Eddie Montgomery is at Dozer Park. Uh, tickets are 39 bucks for that. Uh, bands and vendors open up on the riverfront at 5 on the riverfronts. At 5 o'clock, uh, music begins, and vendors open um, uh, on both of those. Uh, Bro Pass Drive through Riverfront Park closes traffic at 6, uh, so have that in mind as well. The Illinois River shuts down to recreational traffic at 8 o'clock. We shut down everything. That feels kind of cool. At 9 o'clock, there's a flyover, a C-130 flyover by 182nd Airlift Wing, Illinois Air National Guard. And then, of course, National Anthem, 920, Fireworks Show, 930. And here's the thing. By the time we get to the Fireworks Show, this station, WMBD, will be doing something it's never done before. And they're going to let me be at the forefront of it, for better or for worse. And I was like, I'll brag about it. I'll talk about it. I'll get excited about it. And if it goes horribly, I'll remember it for the rest of my life. It'll be a career thing that I'll look back on somewhat fondly, I imagine. But then I heard the other shows. Uh, we're going to talk about it. Uh, we had some internal emailing uh, that occurred. And actually, uh, the bosses here asked me to summarize what the uh, July 4th show would be for me, for the Craig Collins slash uh, Will Stevenson slash uh, Lee Hall, I think, was expected to be a part of it. But he let me know this morning that he's not uh, feeling well. Uh, so I think he's unlikely uh, to participate tomorrow. So uh, we lost a man already uh, before we started here. But here's what I think is interesting. The way I summarized it uh, for everybody internally was going to be the way that I sold it to you uh, all show today, uh, that I've looked up every single synonym for uh, firework or for explosion or for colorful or for sparkling. And I will debut my attempted use of all, all those words throughout the 30-minute show uh, that's going to be firework specific. But then, as I said, uh, other guys talked about me. So why don't we play audio from the other shows? Uh, I found the audio from uh, Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins pretty quickly. They're just talking about this a little while ago. I love a bunch of the things uh, that they said about fireworks in general. And I think it was just uh, Scott and Jamie that were chit-chatting about it. Uh, but Scott said that he used to go for shows and things like this for the booze. I can't drink anymore, so he's going for the free food. And then he mentioned that he will make an appearance. Uh, I don't think he is willing to stay 
Uh, very smart of him for the actual firework play-by-play itself. But here's what uh, Scott and Jamie were saying about the event, about the show, about all kinds of things. And I, I love this. I love the way in which they said uh, a little bit later on in this audio that they pulled the the tenure card or the, the you know, years in card, which means that they don't have to be a part of the broadcast. I volunteered for this, uh, just so everybody knows. Yes, I'm definitely at the uh, beginnings of my uh, radio career here in Peoria, uh, but I actually also willingly said yes when asked this question and want to try it. But here we go. No, I mean, anyway, it's always a good time, a lot of fun. And uh, at some point in time, I've been asked to join the Collins Connection, the Collins <laughs> Show, tomorrow for a it's few It's the minutes. Craig Collins Show, man. The producer so, for you guys. Uh, you don't know my name uh, by now? It's fine. I don't mind. It's, it's hilarious. I love that Jamie's already biting his tongue. So, um, and they're going to do play-by-play of the Red, White, and Boom. Not oh, Jamie, yeah. But I don't have that kind of gift, man. <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to keep that ball in the air. Yeah, it's good. I tried to do that with the parade once. It was a disaster. Dude, I'll t- can I tell you something? Okay, I want that audio, by the way, of uh, Jamie doing the parade because that sounds very, very fun. Uh, but they go on to talk about uh, definitely people who can do this very well. Uh, I might not have that skill either. I'll be honest. I'll admit it uh, right here on the air uh, after Jamie said what he did and Scott said what he did. And I'll play a little bit more of them because this is great audio. Uh, but, hey, uh, sometimes listening to something where people have no idea what they're doing uh, might actually be fun for a whole set of different reasons. And I'm encouraging that. Uh, come on in. Be a part of it however you want. I'm going to try my best. Uh, but if we go up in flames, I'll have some sort of music ready to go uh, that will play as well, some sort of circus theme. But here, let's do this. I mean, how many descriptors can you possibly have? you got a thesaurus with <laughs> all sorts of different words I looked that it you all can up. use, I guess. I have it all. If I were to just say, all right, Scott, uh, what do you see right now in the sky? Uh, Jamie, I see a uh, spectacular, um, colorful array of, of shells that just went off. No, what I'm looking good. now is it pink and silver as they stream down into the crowd here oh. that's packed along our riverfront. An exciting evening indeed. Yes. Looking forward to the grand finale tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the problem with what Scott just did right there. It only went about uh, 30 seconds. And I know that was awesome. That was off the cuff. I'm immediately drafting you, Scott Robbins, and begging you to participate in the uh, fireworks show, uh, the um, play-by-play part of the show, because that was really good. Uh, but, again, uh, didn't last the whole 30 minutes. We're going to look for more. It's a good effort. Yeah, well, I, but, see, I just, again, I mean, you just got to go through the whole thing. I yes, you do. I just think it's a tough gig. I think it's a really tough gig. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you on that one. No, sometimes you gotta you gotta throw the the the, the card out there, the longevity card, and go. Hey, wait a minute! I've been around too long. For <laughs> I got the seniority card. I'm gonna play it right now. Now again, I actually think we're gonna have a good time, uh, and I don't I don't mean to uh, overly uh, undersell this thing because I I don't know what's gonna happen. I might have game show buzzers and uh, themes uh, that we play. Uh, maybe um, Will and I lean hard into his game show desires. I know he wants to be a game show host at some point, and every time I use a word appropriately. Uh, that I've thesaurus I get a buzzer that says, yes, points earned. Every time I do one inappropriately, I missed shot uh, there. Uh, but I also found something from the morning show. Uh, they talked about the um, the firework uh, show and then the play-by-play part uh, pretty early this morning, uh, which is very nice of them still uh, to cover it a little bit before 6 o'clock. I had, to, I had to dig to find it. But I got it, guys, and Greg was very nice about looking forward to hearing me. So these are other people promoting this thing. This is not me. And you'll see it for... 30 minutes, well, I just got a new piece of information. 29 minutes and 15 seconds long. All scripted to music uh, second by second. And on this radio station, Craig Collins from the Afternoon Show is going to do the, this is the first time that I know that this has ever happened. He's going to play-by-play the fireworks. 
This is going to be hysterical to me. He has got Thank a plan. That, has he said what? Have you said what his plan is? Do you know what his plan is? No. You know it or you haven't said it? I don't know it. Oh, I know it. Do you know it, Julia? Can we say it? Is he? Is he? Because I don't want to give it away. We can say it. Okay. Yeah. I He's come. So. He has researched every possible adjective for the fireworks that he could possibly find. This is true. And he's going to try to use all of them. I am going to, yes. And he and Lee Hall. Lee Hall's going to join him. Oh, not so anymore. Down there too. Yeah, Lee's a good play-by-play guy. He knows how to do stuff. He does. So, that'll be fun. That'll be really fun. I think. Lee's an excellent play-by-play guy. He is sick. As he told me this morning, or at least he's um, uh, having something going on. I don't know exactly what it is, but I think that he's he's also gotten injured and called out, uh, much like uh, Mark Lee, Van Camp, and Robbins did. Uh, but it'll be fun. I, I think no matter how we do it, no matter what we do, uh, it'll be a great time. Uh, but, yes, um, uh, late scratch. Uh, thank you, Greg and Dan, for promoting it this morning as far as one of the team members goes. The only team member uh, that's getting ready to do radio uh, firework play-by-play who has vast play-by-play experience. I've never done play-by-play of any kind. Uh, which is a warning there, which, again, might make this must-listen radio in a totally different kind of way. But I will do my best. I will have the thesaurus completely open. I will have a bunch of things available. And actually, we even have prizes we'll be giving away. At the uh, 4th of July, I will be just off to the right of the water tower on the riverfront on the Peoria side. Uh, So swing by, say hi. I'll have a microphone. You can go on air. And actually, I'll put one more thing out there, and then we'll take a break and get to the news of the day and the, the things uh, that probably you come to this show waiting for. If you call my phone number, 309-340-4464 at any time between now and tomorrow afternoon, 309-340-4464. I'm going to play some of these voicemails I'm getting uh, from people that just um, share how they celebrate the 4th, why the 4th is important to them, any of those things. I'll be sharing those throughout the show so I can hear your voice. Say your name, say where you're from, and just leave a 30-second voicemail. A uh, one-minute voicemail, whatever you want to do. I realize there's other ways I could have done this audio-wise, uh, but this is easier for me. So 309-340-4464, leave a message, hear yourself uh, during the fireworks show. It's going to be a great time, and I'm going to try my absolute freaking hardest, uh, no matter how possible uh, the task may feel. A quick break, a lot more, 1470, 100.3, WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. 1470. 1470- 100.3 WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. I will be broadcasting, as I just talked about for an entire segment there, uh, during the 4th of July tomorrow, live, starting at 5 o'clock. Uh, you will hear a couple, couple hours of best of. It'll sound very much like what you're listening to right now, if not exactly what you're listening to right now. And then you will hear a brand new show uh, starting at 5. Um, one of the people that I wanted to have on was Alwyn and Sons uh, for some grilling tips, because I thought it made sense. Uh, right at 5 o'clock, you get on the air. It's the 4th of July. You're going to be cooking. Why don't you hear from the experts and the right ways to cook? Uh, but because of the magic of radio, I can provide that uh, information to you now as well. Uh, Gage jumped on the phone with me from Alwyn and Sons a little bit ago. Uh, again, I'll probably play some of these tomorrow in case you don't write them down, in case you don't remember. As far as three of the better tips, the, the bigger tips uh, from his uh, uh, from his you know side of things, and uh, Alwyn and Sons, of course, is the right place to go for all of your Fourth of July needs. Uh, here is some of what Gage said: the top three tips for grilling. Uh, let's start with number one. Yeah, so number one, you're going to want to have uh, dual heat zones. That means indirect and direct heat. So one side of your grill on, one side of your grill off. That'll help you get the best sear as well as be able to cook without charring your meat. Okay, and which uh, types of food are best cooked like that? Because I know that there's going to be hot dogs, there's going to be hamburgers, and some people are going to go a little bit more rogue and do some some fancier things. 
Yeah, so the, the good news is that's just about everything unless you're smoking something. So you can do your burgers that way. Oh, nice. Uh, steaks are ultimately the best way to do direct than indirect heat. Cool. Uh, and then your hot dogs, you roll those on the indirect side so you don't get too burned. You make sure that center is nice and warm so the kids and everybody can enjoy. Boom. There you go. That's tip number one. What's tip number two for us, Gage? Yeah, number two, you're going to want to keep that grill closed as much as you can. Uh, if, if you don't need to open it, check on it, don't. That just lets that heat get away. It's going to keep you cooking longer. Some okay. people will enjoy that, but, you know, your friends aren't going to enjoy waiting too long for their Yeah, their no, you're right about that. And there's a temptation, man. The, when I'm in front of the it grill, because I'm not exactly the best at cooking, I want to look at it. I want to appreciate the work I'm doing. That's not important. The appreciation comes after the fact when you're eating the food and it tastes better and it was done quicker, right? Absolutely. Okay, fantastic. Uh, what's your third tip, biggest tips for the 4th of July for grilling out? Yeah, biggest. I know everybody's smoking on the 4th of July. And, you know, we've had a lot of people coming in asking for big cuts of meat, pork butts, and briskets. Uh, you're going to want to do those as low and as slow as you possibly can. That's the one piece of meat you want to take your time with. You know, otherwise it gets tough, dried out, and that's no fun. You know, keep it low, keep it slow. Okay, how many hours does that take to cook then? Oh, man, pork butt's probably about 8 to 10 hours. Okay, Take fantastic. time with that one. Nice. Brisket, that you're in for the long haul on a brisket. That's about a 12 to 14-hour <laughs> cook. Okay, uh, that sounds fantastic. So anybody that screwed up today on the 4th of July, I mean, hold on, that's actually going to play tomorrow, so let's uh, let's stop that for now. But, yes, anyone that screws up tomorrow on the 4th of July, I could swing by Alwyn and Sons uh, later on that week, later on this week, uh, maybe this weekend, and get some sweet, sweet food directly from them. But you have not screwed up yet. Uh, that was projecting into the future. Uh, this is the here and now. It is 3.30, uh, just about 3.30. Alwyn and Sons is still open. Swing by uh, their establishment, 703 East War Memorial. Pick up all the stuff. Talk to Gage or anyone else that's there about any tips you need. And if you're smoking, uh, immediately start, I guess, or start early tomorrow morning to get everything done by the time of the uh, fireworks on the 4th of July. Or just hang out with me, uh, the person who starts smoking at 5 o'clock. If it takes eight hours to get that done, uh, hopefully you stay throughout the entirety of our broadcast all the way up until uh, the actual fireworks, and you're just sitting there and listening to our play-by-play and other things. But, yes, uh, those are the three tips of the day. Uh, those are tips that I will play back tomorrow for you. Uh, one thing in the world of news uh, that I do want to play uh, just quickly uh, before I take a break and go on to other things. Um, Ron DeSantis is in uh, trouble, or I guess um, some are saying that he's in a lot of trouble, for something that his campaign put up on social media. And actually, even Elon Musk, I'm going to talk about that in the next half hour, has been doing some things to Twitter uh, that are making more and more people frustrated and angry. And I think there's something kind of uh, interesting uh, playing out there. But DeSantis, his um, campaign, shared a video on social media that is being called homophobic. It's being called uh, the type of video uh, that, I don't know, um, uh, certain people, even um, uh, certain Republican organizations are saying uh, shouldn't exist and, and kind of turns the tide on DeSantis as far as um, his support or lack thereof. Here's what I think of it. Uh, here's my honest take is that uh, DeSantis was targeting Trump and trying to say that Trump is in support of things uh, that he is not in support of. And I don't think he means specifically LGBTQ. Uh, but part of that that comes out there in the video, it does start that way. Uh, and I would even play the whole video, but there's a bunch of, like, sounds and stuff, and I, I don't know. Um, but so my only, my only real reaction is that DeSantis, to me, seems to be proving that he's not ready for the prime time. Um, and I'm a DeSantis guy. I like DeSantis. I said that there's a lot of things about DeSantis uh, that seem valuable. And I'm not trying to call the video he put up on social media uh, homophobic or any of the things it's being called. I just think that when uh, former President Trump 
utilizes Trump derangement syndrome or whatever you want to call it to get his message covered, uh, to get a lot of people to pay attention to whatever the thing is that he's talking about. He does it in a way that's effective uh, and not necessarily a way that alienates the people he wants to hear whatever the message is the most. Um, I think DeSantis may have alienated some voters, uh, voters that he might need or want at some point down the line uh, with the message. And so it just I just reacted to it thinking it was done poorly, uh, that I don't think it, at the heart of hearts that the intention of the DeSantis team is to say that they are anti-LGBTQ specifically. Uh, I think that they are probably anti-woke culture, and woke culture takes on several different forms or ways in which it sort of lives in our society. That is not just understanding and caring that uh, people are, are different than me or you. They, they have different – that's not well, – a war against the woke is not a war against kindness. It's not a war against – um, you know, any of the things that might be at the the beginning stages, I think, of what people want to do uh, when they try to be, quote unquote, extra woke. I think it's all the ways that execution gets so insanely sloppy. And actually, I have audio of Bill Maher uh, saying this, of all people, uh, that the woke are, are leaving his show in droves, even though he's been far left for as long as he's been far left. And he essentially says good riddance to those people. He says, don't let the door uh, hit you on the bleep on the way out. As I said, I'll play that audio later. I think that's what the the message that the DeSantis team was trying to target, although they didn't make it themselves. They just shared it on social media. Uh, but I do think it's a miss. I think it's a an opportunity, an easy opportunity uh, to criticize DeSantis and to paint him as a specific type of person uh, to those who are likely to not support him at all, uh, which I think is something that uh, I will admit uh, when Trump does it. And Trump has courted all kinds of controversy. People definitely hate the former president. But when he does it, it seems like it's done better than what DeSantis did, because actually the audio being used uh, makes Trump sound as though he's someone that's very much anti other uh, things that DeSantis is is saying, uh, which is interesting. It, it almost demonstrates to anyone that hates, say, the former president uh, that there have been times that he's said stuff uh, that seems like it's stuff that would um, um, be interesting or be um, attractive across the political aisle uh, to those who are probably railing against DeSantis right now. So the winner of the DeSantis uh, video, I think, is actually Trump, as odd as that sounds. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. I just ran downstairs because I forgot a piece of equipment. I was testing today at the riverfront for Red, White, and Boom for the fireworks uh, display that starts around 9, 930. It's going to be awesome. Uh, everybody says that, like, traffic is, traffic is bad, but it's really not. It, it goes fairly quickly. Uh, even if you wind up getting stuck for 5, 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes uh, downtown, just linger a bit. I'm still going to be on the radio. If you want to linger a bit around me, that's fine. Uh, and actually also give me a call, 309-340-4464 is the phone number, 309-340-4464. Leave a voicemail. I see people are calling. I see some are leaving voicemails. Some are just hanging up. Uh, but leave one. That's a, a voicemail, a phone for me. Uh, you'll hear, hey, this is Craig. You missed me. Uh, leave a message. And tell me why the 4th of July is an important holiday to you, what you do to celebrate it, anything 4th of July related, uh, because there are people that actually uh, live in our country and don't celebrate the 4th of July. They are anti-patriotic. So let's prove to them that Peoria is not that way uh, by showing and coming out to the fireworks show in and of itself. Uh, Red, White & Boom uh, brought home uh, Carl Health, Red, White & Boom uh, brought home by Adam Merrick Real Estate. And then let's also – I'm out of breath because I just ran all the way downstairs to grab a thing and ran back upstairs. I'm amazed I made that. Um, but And also uh, hang out and call and be a part of my show uh, tomorrow as well starting at 5 o'clock. All right. I want to play this audio. I have to play this audio 
because I've been saying this for a while and I don't want to take like a, a pat on my back moment here. That feels weird. Uh, but this is a turning point, I think, in some of the stuff that um, Vladimir, Vladimir Zelensky has said about the goals for Ukraine in their war against Russia and how the use of military equipment from the United States or support from countries around uh, Europe, mostly the United States, again, will wind up helping, uh, actually making it even a possible thing for Ukraine to have the goal to accomplish. That is to retake Crimea, something that was annexed in 2014. Here's part of his statement on that. We cannot imagine Ukraine without Crimea. And while Crimea is under the Russian occupation, it means only one thing. War is not over yet. To be clear, in victory, in peace, is there any scenario where Crimea is not part of Ukraine? It will not be victory then. I know the USCIA chief, Bill Burns, has come and visited you regularly. He was here recently. What did you tell him about your plans to take back territory in the counteroffensive? To be honest with you, I was surprised to see the information in some media, both in the U.S. and Ukrainian and European media. My communication with the CIA chief should always be behind the scenes. Yeah, I got to be honest. Uh, it can't be behind the scenes when we're the ones funding your counteroffensive. And again, I'm not trying to be a pro-Russian uh, guy on the radio. I have no intention of seeing Russia succeed in any sort of conflict with Ukraine. And I just want to make that clear. But Ukraine was not capable of, of winning Crimea. That's why it didn't have Crimea in the first place. Ukraine was not capable of getting the Russian military or, or paramilitary, uh, the mercenary units that were in uh, the Donbass region, the con uh, contested regions between uh, Russia and Ukraine, out. And so with certain equipment, with certain support from the United States, that is the next objective. That is the objective where a lot of the people who are supporting Ukraine, the United States and others, need to be more definitive. Uh, they need to be more um, no as far as the stance goes. And it'll be an uncomfortable thing, I guess, for maybe a lot of Americans to tolerate, some Americans to tolerate, because of the way in which this um, conflict and our support in this conflict has been spoken about and been, um, you know, sort of used as a political talking point. Uh, I don't think a lot of people have forgotten that several different Democratic politicians went over to Ukraine uh, once the uh, conflict had started to uh, move away from some of those regions like Kiev, including even the president, went over there, walked around, uh, demonstrated support in a way that means you can't pull back when you need to. And so uh, Vladimir Zelensky is acting as though he controls our military forces to a degree and how he utilizes them and what he winds up continuing to ask for from us as he does exactly the, the thing that I, I had predicted on the show was going to happen. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I'm not trying to break my arm doing that. Uh, this is the reason why uh, that stance needed to be more nuanced than it was uh, when you spoke about Ukraine and you spoke about our support of Ukraine before. Defend your country, yes. Uh, defend the ability for Russia to just annex the entirety of Ukraine, yes. Uh, do the things that they're doing now and continue to write blank checks, no. And there, that no has to be one that people are comfortable with because this conflict will just last forever. If not, uh, one other thing I did want to play, I thought this was interesting. This is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, she went on State of the Union on CNN. Uh, Zelensky's interview was on CNN, too. Uh, she went on State of the Union on CNN and complained 
about our Supreme Court uh, system, about the things that she says are highly political. And I promise you from my own uh, personal, uh, like diving into it, which is not all that much. I encourage you very much to do it on your own. Uh, we're being sold a message that is nowhere near as definitively one-sided as you're being told it is. Uh, there are easy legal arguments to make for the decisions the Supreme Court made. They, they do exist. Uh, maybe the liberal justices felt differently and the conservative justices uh, felt the way they did about student loan debt forgiveness or whatever the, the case may be. Uh, but this, this isn't a one-sided political uh, organization deciding to circumvent Congress, which is what AOC says it is. And this rhetoric, this continued rhetoric that exists in so many things, uh, is honestly uh, part of the reason that people don't understand or don't maybe look closer to even try to understand why something happened the way it did and what actually makes sense in the world of the legal argument. I'm not telling you you have to agree with the Supreme Court, but behaving as though they had no uh, standing for the decisions they made and they're just being politically one-sided because they are politically one-sided is reckless conversation about our Supreme Court. AOC doesn't care. Courts, if they were to proceed without any check on their power, without any balance on their power, uh, then we will start to see an undemocratic and frankly dangerous authoritarian expansion of power <laughs> in the Supreme Court, which is what we are seeing now. From no, the overturning of abortion rights to the ruling that discrimination and frankly stripping the full personhood and dignity of LGBTQ people uh, in the United States. Th this is Here, I got to stop her for one second. There's a stat that came out over the weekend. ABC News did this poll. So uh, decide what you want about ABC News and their reliability. They asked if you, just everyday American, they didn't ask you if you were a Democrat, Republican, they didn't, they didn't care, uh, agreed with the changing of affirmative action. Uh, one specifically that AOC mentions right there. Do you agree that affirmative action needed to go away in the world of admissions into colleges? And a majority of Americans, 54% of Americans said yes. That might shock you if you think the Supreme Court has made shocking decisions that are utterly one-sided and they're acting like an authoritarian part of the, the um, um, political system that we have today and our, our government system. And how dare they uh, do the things that they've done? And we need to stop them. We need to stuff the court or we need to fire a whole bunch of people, is what AOC says. We need to impeach people, uh, starting with, I think, Clarence Thomas and uh, uh, Chief Justice uh, Roberts. I think those are two of the people that she name drops in this audio. Uh, but again, uh, discussing things that way, ignoring all the decisions the Supreme Court made over the course of this month that were liberal wins and not conservative wins. And they did exist. And you should go look it up uh, if you uh, doubt it uh, is true. Uh, but honestly, uh, to continue to represent it and discuss it that way is is politicizing the Supreme Court more than they actually are uh, politicized. Yes, I know conservatives won out in some of these issues. I know that um, in the world of the abortion rights, one of the other ones that uh, AOC drops there, that's probably the most contentious. I, I got to think and I, I know that might sound um, you know interesting to say it that way. Out of all those issues, out of LGBTQ, out of affirmative action, out of student loan uh, debt forgiveness, which impacted 25 million plus people that had already signed up for it. And even uh, when you talk about abortion, uh, that one of those faux pas uh, conversations in our society for a very long time was abortion. You didn't really even talk about it on the radio. You were kind of told not to just avoid the topic. Doesn't make sense to do it. But now if you dive into the data, similar to saying uh, that people um, actually agree with the Supreme Court's decision, according to ABC, I'm not I'm not quoting some fringe site that you might get mad at for that, uh, but agree with the Supreme Court as far as affirmative action goes. The actual data now says that as far as abortion rights go, there's a much more nuanced picture uh, than people would want you to. I, I don't know why. Here's the way I want to say it. I don't know why there's such a desire 
for us, you and me, everyday people, to allow politicians to oversimplify issues that are not simple because they do it to their own benefit and to the harm of us, to the harm of everyone that is not them. Uh, they even vilify the other side of the political aisle more than we really would vilify them ourselves. Uh, you might not like them. You might think there are certain politicians that are doing things that are, that are extra bad. And you might even think beyond that, that there's a political system itself uh, that is harming the United States. I can get with you on all those. We can be on the same page on a lot of that stuff. Uh, but the desire to exaggerate the terror that is caused, um, because, look, Biden's been in charge for years now. Our country has not done well. A lot of things have gone poorly. Uh, costs are way too high. Your 401k has probably been punched in the, you know, like things have not gone the way you want them to. But the country isn't on fire and the world isn't over. And so I say that not to defend Biden, uh, but to talk about how extreme rhetoric uh, when it exists in this way. And when AOC says, you know, this is, is trying to upend our democracy or that's trying to upend our democracy, that they're full of crap on purpose because they want you to be the most passionate acolyte for their political side of the aisle as you can humanly be. And they want you to not look at any of the mistakes. The Hunter Biden case is, is amazing. It's amazing for so many reasons. And the biggest reason that Hunter Biden is fascinating to me is not because conservatives won't shut up about it. And if you're on the Democratic side of the aisle, you probably feel that way. Man, conservatives won't shut up about Hunter Biden. The fascinating thing to me is that Democrats don't care at all in any way, shape or form about almost any of that. Uh, Democratic voters don't. Uh, people that I think uh, would care if any other politician, a politician they were told uh, by the people they vote for is the enemy, had done all the things that Hunter Biden. There's a, there's a story up today, I think it's in town hall, that Hunter Biden videotaped himself smoking crack cocaine and driving 170 miles an hour toward Vegas. I haven't seen the video. I don't think that's a video I really want to watch. And I don't know, maybe you think that's not true. But if there's a video out there of Hunter Biden smoking crack and driving way over the speed limit on a trip to Vegas, how is that not something that people care about or at least want to know about? And it's because of political divide. It's because some politicians have won in the world of convincing you, uh, whoever it is that's listening to the show, uh, that the other side of the aisle is so evil that anything they say is crap and anything that your side of the aisle says has to be true. And anyone that yells at their radio and says, you hypocrite, Collins, are uh, you terrible person for the things you say about the uh, conservative side of the aisle that you defend, that you ignore? Um, I promise you I don't. And I've actually played uh, some of the audio of moments in which I think Trump has uh, misstepped, even in his interview um, that he did on Fox News, which he walked into uh, what was going to be a contentious conversation. And even DeSantis today, I'll say it again, I said it in the last half hour, uh, DeSantis made a mistake uh, over the weekend. Uh, his campaign at least did, uh, sharing a video that was created to uh, draw a difference between Trump and DeSantis in the world of LGBTQ. And it starts with audio of Trump saying, I will protect every LGBTQ person, uh, which to me, is probably the most shocking thing in there for anyone that hates Trump, anyone that thinks that he's a terrible, horrible person. Uh, if you're seeing that viral video in order to re react and say how awful DeSantis is, which, again, I don't think that actually was the message of the video, that homophobia or whatever phobia it is, is OK. Um, but I think it's interesting because it, it does put uh, a certain unique um, uh, shade on the former president about him being part of the, the woke uh, mob, more or less. That's how it represents him. Uh, that was more surprising to me than the things it said about DeSantis and the way in which it was trying to prop up uh, DeSantis's war on woke culture, uh, not on, I think, a specific group of people. All right. Quick break. A lot more. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's The Craig Collins Show.
1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. I wanted a uh, texter to give me a little bit more clarity into something they just uh, sent my way. Uh, They said, you are so far right, it's not even funny. Stop beating around the bush and just admit it. I asked them, how so? How how am I uh, far right? What what issues uh, do I stand on uh, that are far right? Uh, I would I would like you to tell me. I'd like anyone in the audience to tell me. I'm completely open to it, and we can discuss them. Uh, I would intend to discuss them. Uh, the person who texted, by the way, I don't know why they're doing this, but they're using a fake number, uh, which is weird. Uh, but that's in and of itself a new thing, a different thing that I wasn't aware of before. But please, uh, the person from the 309 text who just texted in that I'm so far to the right, it's not even funny. Uh, stop beating around the bush and just admit it. Uh, tell me how so, and I will uh, tell you that I don't think I am. <laughs> not at all, actually. I consider myself in the middle. Uh, which probably make people mad, uh, but I do. Um, and uh, I, I definitely lean conservative of my own politics, and I'm not going to talk about myself for much longer than just this, uh, but I consider myself to be in the middle. And uh, if you don't, uh, tell me why, and let's let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, but please, I'm not going to leak anyone's – I love this text. I don't want you to leak my real number on the air. I've never leaked a single number on the air uh, in all the time that I've been here, texter. So please uh, just tell me what the real thing is you want to say to me uh, since you got a, a fake number uh, to reach out to the show today. And I would I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from anybody. I encourage you, 309-340-4464 uh, to contribute to the show, 309-340-4464. And uh, no one has given me the opportunity yet uh, to really dive through those issues uh, the way that I, I want. And I love all the support I get. I get a bunch of support from texters every day telling me how great I am, how nice I am, how you know right I am about stuff. And I, I'm uh, very, very grateful uh, for all the kindness and the things that people say uh, that agree with me. But I'd love to get into an argument. I just would. A respectful argument. Uh, let's call it that. And I'm waiting um, here. I'm available. Uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. All right. Other stuff out there in the world. Uh, other things that I think are, are interesting as far as just like sillier stuff goes, because there there does need to be silly stuff on a day where we're having, um, you know, a holiday. It's an extended holiday weekend easily, uh, to say the least. Uh, but here, this is something I thought was kind of interesting uh, just because of how intense this person got. So a, a DoorDash driver shows up at, I guess, a, a fancy home. Uh, when the fancy home um, um, doesn't tip him the way that he thought the fancy home should tip him, he says something intense. And I really do love the the reaction that the woman gave because the, the woman uh, seems to be fairly friendly as she says, well, you're welcome, and then shuts the door. Doesn't ask for the money back that she got that uh, got tipped to the DoorDash driver. But here we go. Hi. Hello. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I just want to say it's a nice house for a five dollar tip. You're welcome. You. Wow. Wow. I I don't even know how to react to that other than keep saying wow. And I guess here's my my coaching tip for anybody that would go this road and anybody that's worked in in um, that kind of thing before. I used to wait tables. I used to um, rely on tips for money. Uh, the best way to get more money from someone who's been stingy is not to drop the F-bomb at them and to tell them that they're a terrible person or to say whatever you said about how you uh, have too nice of a house for a $5 tip. That's not a way to get you more money. That's actually usually a way for the customer to wind up complaining. And since the video and everything is out there, even if people uh, that have been in that field before uh, think that there is support to be found here because 5 bucks might be a low tip depending on what the food item is, uh, what the you know actual meal is. It's just odd to me, again, that you'd actually coach anyone to work this way 
professionally. Um, I've gotten low tips. I've gotten amazing tips as a waiter before, and it's, it's just a byproduct of the job. Uh, relying on other people to um, provide part of your salary is not necessarily the most fun way to make a living, uh, but doing better is not just screaming and yelling at people. Uh, one other quick thing. I thought this was interesting, and then I'll take a break. Uh, we'll do some news. Uh, we'll do a lot more after that. Um, I thought this was interesting that people are actually pouring beer all over themselves to get a better tan. It is a quote-unquote dumb TikTok hack that you pour beer over yourself, um, and then apparently it actually helps the, the sun um, stay on your body a little bit longer. You smell like someone who should be arrested uh, for all kinds of partying, but it, it does work. That's the weird caveat to it, but it's dangerous and you shouldn't do it. So please uh, don't drink a whole lot of beer or just dump a whole lot of beer all over yourself to enhance the tan. Real tip, real thing happening in the world. 1470. I'm very happy. 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. I am getting more texts from the fake texter. Uh, this is a number that is fake uh, that they got from uh, something called Text Now, uh, which is a service that allows you to create a fake number and then text with a fake number, uh, which is awesome uh, that this person is saying these messages. So for anyone that didn't hear me in the last half hour, and I, I do want more of this, and I, I promise I will be as respectful as um, I can possibly be in all these conversations, especially if you're not afraid to use your real phone number, not because I'm going to out it. I've never given anybody's phone number on this radio out other than my own, uh, 309-340-4464. But I do find this fascinating, especially with tomorrow being the 4th of July. So a day in which we want to celebrate our country, a day in which we want to find a way to come together as an American people um, and put politics aside. And I will, I will also say this to that texter or to anyone listening, and I'm not really afraid to say it, uh, before I got into political radio, and I worked in uh, radio that was not political uh, for a while in my life. Before I got into this over the last couple of years, I didn't really follow politics. Now, now I feel like it's a component of the job, and I, I guess I've, I've done it a lot now over the last couple of years. But I really didn't. And there was a time in my life where you could probably describe me as, as a Democrat, not a Republican. I didn't really vote. So I, I don't know if you could say that I voted Democratic. I didn't, I didn't really show up. I know that's a horrible thing. To admit on the radio, but darn it, we're here. We live in this world, and I love the fact that this texter is texting in and, and accusing me of being a far-right idiot, moron, something, uh, whatever they want to say that I am. Um, but I didn't exercise my right to vote um, in my 20s uh, the way I should have. I just, I just didn't care. A uh, part of me thought that everybody was going to screw up, no matter who they are, and so I just, I just didn't do stuff. Uh, I've heard Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins joke before that they're all reformed um, um, uh, liberals, uh, that they're all uh, going a different way now in their lives. And if you listen to the show, you certainly would not accuse any of them of being uh, liberal-minded. But I, I was even worse than being a reformed liberal. I'm a reformed, didn't care about politics guy that didn't vote at all. And so let's get into these messages that they sent me. My favorite one is she or he said, uh, you did mention that you lean right. It adds up. There's nothing to debate now. Yes, I, this is an opinionated talk show uh, for anyone that uh, is not aware. I am not uh, required to be uh, balanced myself. Uh, if I have to make up balance, then it's really not something you want anyway. You don't want me to make up the things that I would say uh, that sound as though they're on the side of the aisle uh, that my brain is not on for whatever it is the issue is that you're accusing me of being on a different side of. Why, why want me to say something uh, that I don't believe uh, just to, to get me to be in a place? But, but no, to be honest with you, um, okay, if that debate is over for you then, then that's fine. Uh, then um, I'll see you out. I guess. But the, the text continued, and I love so many of them. 
Uh, you're constantly dissing Joe and Hunter Biden, whether it's crime or the economy, while praising Trump and DeSantis. I find it hard to believe you were in the middle when you can't say one positive thing about Biden. Uh, Texter, I asked you this via text, and I would love to hear from you uh, soon. Uh, what is a positive uh, in the world of our current president that actually is his his actual success? Because if you want to uh, point to certain things, and I've seen uh, people on our social media pages uh, say what they think is great or not so great about the current president. Uh, one of the problems with almost anything you say that he's done well, even the Bidenomics that he's trying to claim is, is a valuable thing he's done, is if any success has been found whatsoever, it seems like it's almost been in spite of Biden. And there have been a lot of failures, uh, so many, in fact, that many Democrats say they would rather not see Biden run uh, for office. And the fact that you mentioned Hunter Biden in your text message to me as if Hunter Biden is a politician is terrifying uh, because Hunter Biden is a guy that sold paintings for way more money than he should have sold them for. Uh, but this is just one texter. I'd love to have a bunch more uh, interacting, conversing, uh, pushing back on the things that I say. I'm not afraid of your opinions. I'd love to hear them. Uh, 309-340-4464. And rest assured, I won't out anybody's full cell phone number on the air uh, who chooses to text me. So you don't have to use a fake number uh, unless you still, I guess, really want to. And then maybe multiple fake numbers. Uh, but anyway, other stuff that I want to talk about that I just think is interesting and out there in the world. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, has been talking about how much money they're spending and how great they're doing in the world of our transportation uh, industry. It is weird since things didn't seem to be like broken uh, before they took office, before the Biden administration took over and Pete Buttigieg wound up in, in charge of this. Yes, flights got canceled. Yes, things were uh, not great every single time you went into an airport. But I don't really remember the level of failure uh, that we saw back this past December uh, when one airline that wasn't forced to upgrade its own uh, software wound up just absolutely grinding to a halt a whole lot of uh, air travel. And so that feels like a unique failure, kind of like uh, Afghanistan or several failures for this administration. Uh, but Buttigieg is saying things are going great. Things are going very, very well. A massive grounding of flights. Why does it seem so chaotic? Well, uh, if you look at the overall picture, we've uh -huh. seen a lot of improvements, but uh, we That's had great. a hard few days with severe weather at the beginning of the week, and that definitely put enormous pressure on the system. Now, the good news is, on Friday, we saw, according to TSA, a record number of airline passengers, probably the most ever in America. And we saw those cancellation rates stay low. Right now, we're below 2%. But uh, they really shot up at the first part of the week, largely because of severe weather hitting some of our key hubs. Uh, I yeah. think most passengers understand that no one can control the weather. But No, no one can control the weather. That is absolutely true, and that is something that will always cause uh, flights to be canceled and cause flights to be canceled before this administration uh, took office. I think the biggest complaint you have for Pete Buttigieg, especially in the world of the Southwest Airlines debacle uh, back in December, is he seems like someone that does not want at all to be the transportation secretary. So he's very far behind uh, when something should happen, when you should be reacting to something, and when he actually is reacting and out there in the world talking about it. And even that face the nation question, hey, uh, things have been bad over the past couple days. They're like, they're really not that bad. Everything's kind of fine. Uh, really, just um, stop talking, please, and stop telling us they're that bad. Although in Peoria, uh, things have been great. So there, there is that, too. Uh, but I do just find that interesting uh, that someone who, who seems like they want to have their hand as far off the wheel 
as possible, um, a pun not really intended there, uh, is this uh, politician for whatever reason. And I think that's one of the big reasons that you're probably not doing so great in the world of all the things that are impacting the travel industry or even just the cost of, of uh, gas and whatnot itself. Uh, you would think that the transportation secretary would have a bigger stance on some of that stuff, but no one wants to be the face of any of those things. Uh, the Biden administration says it's not the president's job or fault uh, when uh, prices of things go up. And then he campaigned on a war against um, uh, oil and gas, which feels like that might cause some energy costs to spike. I don't know. Uh, just me. But I find that fascinating, again, uh, that Buttigieg is out there saying that things are, are really not that bad uh, when some uh, stats and some information out there are saying that a lot of people are dealing with. And actually, my favorite thing, and I played it last week, was Buttigieg traveling to uh, South Carolina and um, having his own flight canceled, another one delayed, on his way to South Carolina to talk about how great the airline industry was doing. Uh, that's uniquely a rough look. Um, a, it happens to everybody is a fine excuse, but it's still a rough look. Uh, one last thing, uh, the Biden administration has released its latest plan uh, to still provide, quote unquote, a loan, uh, student loan um, forgiveness to people. Um, what it's actually doing, uh, the real truth behind this, because it's not forgiveness. You're not actually going to lose money um, or money's not going to be knocked off of your student loan. Uh, but if you make a certain very low income and you uh, qualify and apply for Biden's new uh, income-based repayment plan, you are very likely to pay $0 until you start to make more money. Uh, but the amount of money in which you're like to, likely to pay $0 toward your uh, student loan is like 30-something thousand uh, dollars a year, uh, which is typical, I will say, of of some people out of college. Uh, that's about the salary of a first job, um, but probably not typical of a lot of the people, the 26 million or so that actually applied for student loan debt forgiveness. Uh, so those individuals will at least be paying something back uh, toward their student loan, even if Biden is touting that this is a new way for forgiveness. And if you make more money as you uh, go later on in life, uh, say you wind up in exactly the camp that conservatives have railed against the most, uh, doctors, lawyers, uh, people with advanced degrees, tremendous amounts of college uh, debt, and an inability to, say, make a, a big living right now, a, a large um, you know, income that you're likely to make in a few years, income-based repayment over a 20-year period, if you do see a huge in, uh, spike in your income, well, you're going to wind up paying all of your uh, loans back at that point. So it is interesting, again, to me, that's sort of semantic. It's sort of a it's weird, uh, to be honest, um, because the last thing I'll say about this is I'm convinced that a lot of Democrats and even Nancy Pelosi, when she said that it wasn't the president's um, it wasn't within his power to forgive student loan debt in the first place this is when Trump was in office uh, not, of course, when Biden is in office. Stop saying that. And I have some John Carl audio that I think is great uh, that rams that message home in a little bit. Um, unique praise for John Carl of ABC. Uh, but again, what I think is really interesting about it is the Biden administration is trying to claim that they're still forgiving student loans, while Democrats are going to start telling you the only way to get your student loan forgiven is to vote for their side of the aisle. Essentially, they're buying a vote on the Democratic side of the aisle uh, by telling you if you vote for them, we're going to give you money indirectly uh, because that's what's happening. That is interesting to me because, once again, that's at odds uh, with a lot of the Democratic messaging. Uh, there are certainly times uh, where Biden has been so at odds with his own administration, uh, they correct him. Uh, they correct uh, anyone and say, you know, this thing he said, he didn't really mean it or he got confused or whatever it is. Uh, so even his own administration uh, struggles to respect him. Uh, anywhere near as much as my one uh, fake texter does. All right, quick break, a lot more. 1470, 100.3, WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. 1470, 100.3, WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. 
know what's funny about um, doing like call-in segments on the radio is uh, you got to hear a couple people on the air saying stuff, and then a bunch more people flood in. I am getting some voicemails, and thank you very much out of the people who are sending me voicemails. Uh, you can do it all day today, and actually tomorrow. I'm turning my phone to uh, silent mode for the next 24 hours, and I have my watch for super special uh, ways in which people need to get a hold of me where you call multiple times, and then it'll beep through. Uh, but 309-340-4464 is the phone number, 309-340-4464 to leave me a message. I just want to play one, and this should be a bit of a tease. I just got this one uh, a few minutes ago, and I think it's uh, pretty awesome. Um, and this is what I'm looking for. It doesn't have to be the same experience, uh, but people who want to talk about why uh, the 4th of July is important to them, uh, why you're proud to be uh, someone who lives here in the United States or what you like about uh, the country. You don't have to say that you love everything. I'm not looking for people to just, um, you know, uh, gloss over any of the challenges you think you see uh, in the world in which we live or the country in which we live in. But 4th of July, celebrating the birth of our nation, uh, there should be something, right? Uh, the texter is still asking me to find something nice to say about current President Biden. I'd actually prefer to say something nice about the former Democratic president, uh, President Obama. Uh, one thing I'll say nice about him uh, for the texter who says I can't say nice things about Democrats is he handled himself well in public. Obama spoke well. He spoke clearly. He spoke uh, passionately. He spoke um, intelligently. And he impressed people uh, when he was in front of a microphone delivering a message. Whether or not that message was true or not, ah, there was a problem. There, there seems to be issues at times. But Obama impressed in ways that Biden simply cannot, uh, which is something easy to say about that politician. Uh, but I do. I want to play this message because I really like it. I'm getting more uh, right now. 309-340-4464 uh, for anyone that wants to leave a voicemail talking about what you uh, why you celebrate the 4th, what you care about about the 4th of July. If you like fireworks, I just go that road. Uh, who hates fireworks? Please. Uh, anyone among us that hates fireworks, explain to me why there. Uh, but let's play this because, again, I, I thought this was pretty moving. And I thank the person who sent this in. I'm going to play this again for you tomorrow, sir, as well. But here's a little taste of it for today. As a son of a World War II naval veteran, Independence Day means a lot to me. My father and my mother sacrificed a lot of their lives. I did not come along till my father left the Navy. I was an only child. My upbringing was hard, but it instilled in me the love of my country, the love of the flag, and the freedoms that we have. Um, thank you. Uh, that is just a part of the voicemail that you left me, sir. And thank you once again. I will play more of it on the 4th of July. Uh, those are the kind of things I'm looking for. Uh, 309-340-4464. Leave a voicemail all day today at any point tomorrow. And I will try to play as many as I can throughout our very special 4th of July show tomorrow uh, to honor uh, the country we, we live in and the, the country in which we uh, should be, at least in some way, shape, or form, I mean, a lot of ways, uh, happy to to be in compared to uh, living in a lot of places, other places in the world. Um, actually, a buddy of mine the other day made a joke about wanting to move somewhere else, and I'm like, for how long? He goes, maybe a week, a month tops, then I'd want to be back here. Uh, other stuff I saw out there that I thought was interesting, a study found kale is covered in forever chemicals. A new study found that most kale in the U.S. is covered in disturbing amounts of forever chemicals. Uh, somehow, organic kale actually has the most 
Uh, that seems bad. Uh, this is rough news. If you've been choking down kale for years, a new study found um, that, you know, all of these issues are things that maybe could probably be avoided one way or another, uh, sometimes uh, taking over a thousand years uh, to break down some of these components, um, not inside you, just in general out there in the world. Our researchers looked at eight different kale samples from grocery stores in the U.S., and seven of them had, quote, disturbing amounts of these chemicals. Ironically, as I said, um, some of the stronger reputation for health foods in this world go to kale, and that is apparently uh, a failure. Um, I don't know how to react to that other than to say that when I first saw that story and first remembered some of the things that I'm told to eat to be healthier uh, by my lovely wife who just wants the best for me, uh, this feels like a, a shady way to get a win. And be like, I can't eat that now. That's uh, covered in way too many forever chemicals. Another thing out there that I saw that was interesting are the 10 most annoying things we always forget. Uh, there's a list of this created, I think, on Ranker, uh, a website that I, I like. Uh, when you walk into a room and can't remember why you went there, that's number one. People's names is number two. I hate when I meet somebody quick, you know, whenever that's really fast, because you want to remember somebody's name. But if it's rapid and then it's over and you didn't get the name well enough, you don't even know what the name is. And then you feel like a moron if you have a long conversation with somebody. And at some point you got to ask for the name again. Uh, that one I dislike. But yes, uh, people who forget names, we all do it. It's definitely a thing. Uh, phone numbers. Uh, does anyone even try to remember those anymore? I do. I still try to remember some. I have more in my brain than I should. Uh, passwords. Uh, that might deserve to be the number one answer, uh, according to this list, too. Um, depends on how many passwords you have. And you should have a lot. You should not have a few. If you only have a few, it's easier for you to have a whole lot of things. I'll wind up in a bad place at the same time. Uh, but if you have a lot, I understand how people forget those. Uh, that one thing you need at the grocery store, um, yep, that's the thing you forget a lot. You don't even write it down on the list because you're like, oh, I'll remember that, and then you don't. Uh, the date or what day of the week it is, uh, yes, that can happen. Not as much anymore because it's just it's on your phone or it might be on your uh, smartwatch or something if you have that. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, where you left your phone is another big one on this list. Uh, birthday parties for people is one um, or just people in your life's birthdays. I feel awful when I forget somebody's birthday, and it's partly because my birthday is so easy to remember. I'm born on Halloween, so a lot of people send me messages. They're very kind to send me messages on Halloween, but it's, it's a holiday. So I feel like that's a, that's a cheat code that I don't have for everybody else in my life, and I need to fix that. Uh, forgetting to return somebody's phone call, that happens a lot. And where you left your keys is another one on this list of things that we hate, but we do and we forget a lot. Uh, some other quick things that I saw out there, just kind of rapid fire uh, through some uh, sillier stuff today. An airport's moving walkway um, uh, harmed a woman the other day. Uh, this is pretty intense in the world of, of Thailand. Um, the negative here is, of course, that the, the walkway in Thailand wasn't uh, really uh, created correctly. Um, so um, that's something I don't think we'll experience as much here in the United States. Uh, but the other thing that I thought of when I, when I saw this story is how um, – you know, I, I love uh, the airport walkway, and you trust the airport walkway, and you get on the airport walkway, and some part of your brain somewhere in the back goes, how am I going this fast? How does this work as well as it does? Why is this happening this way? Um, and I've never questioned it before, except until I saw this, this story now. So that's another thing that's uh, making the rounds. It's a lot of places. And then one last thing, and this is more of a uh, Fourth of July thing, uh, again, before we take a break. Uh, here are just a few of the Fourth of July stories that have been making the rounds. Uh, the American Farm Bureau says the average Fourth of July cookout for 10 people will cost $67.73. Uh, that's $6.77 a person. Uh, that's down 3% from last year. 
Uh, the bad news, last year was an all-time high. It's still up 14% a year over year from 2021. A recent poll asked about some classic foods we eat on the 4th, and not at all of them are as universally popular as you might think. 33% of us hate potato salad uh, because potato salad isn't usually very good. That's why I say that. 17% of us think that uh, pasta salad is gross. Uh, yep, depends on who made it and what's in it, but sometimes it is. Uh, 48% wouldn't touch a deviled egg. 34% say no to coleslaw. And 9% think all red, white, and blue dishes uh, seem gross. So that's just wrong. Anybody who says all red, white, and blue seem uh, gross has never had any of the wonderful, delicious desserts. Uh, they come in that uh, wonderful three colors. Uh, but 28% that say no to a deviled egg, I'm in that group. And 34% that say no to coleslaw. Uh, coleslaw, I'm in that group too. So I'm in a lot of these angry groups that say they're not eating a bunch of these foods on uh, the 4th of July. Because all you need is burgers and, and hot dogs, man. And you just got to cook them the way that all winds and suns, I told you to cook them earlier. Uh, if it's a hot dog, indirect heat. If it's a, a burger or anything else, a direct heat for part of the time, indirect heat for the other part of the time. Bada bing, bada boom. Things are amazing. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, a lot more going to dive back into the news of the day, uh, the serious stuff coming up next. Uh, it is uh, the 4th of July holiday to me still. So uh, tomorrow, uh, the big 4th of July show that's happening then uh, will start at 5 o'clock. Uh, you will see me. You'll see Will. You'll see a bunch of people. Julia Bradley will be downtown uh, for a bit of the show. It's going to be a bunch of fun. I look forward to seeing a lot of people. And I, I have prizes now. My mom gave me all kinds of different things. Yes, that's real. I sound very millennial. My mother sent me a, sent me a package of stuff uh, that I will give away tomorrow. Uh, there's candy. Uh, there's um, games that we might play. It's going to feel like a carnival uh, right around the WMBD radio booth. Uh, so I look forward to seeing you there starting at 5 o'clock. Uh, Will's got you covered on AM. It's 1470 FM 100.3 all over the Internet, WMBDradio.com and the WMBD radio app. Uh, Will, what do you got? Is your mom shipping refreshments? Uh, nothing nothing cold, no. Oh, bummer. <laughs> she can't ship those, man. That's not That wouldn't have worked out. You can. Dry eyes. I'm not asking her to do that, man. Your demands are getting too crazy. Yeah, I, I have, know. I have candy. I, I'm not quite the high-level celebrity that deserves to have constantly cold refreshments and beck and call. I feel like it'll be easier, man. If you want, if you want cold refreshments, there's access that you can find to those. Uh, really? I think so. I hope so. All right, we'll figure it out. 1470, 100.3 WMBD, Craig Collins Show. Thrilled to have you with us. Lots of stuff to talk about. My wife Betty is here for her word of the day, and actually it's nice you're here. I'm getting a lot of uh, voicemails, and we'll play a lot of voicemails tomorrow, Betty, on the show. Um, the 4th of July show for us starts at 5 o'clock. Of course, Red, White, and Boom, uh, brought home by Adam Merrick Real Estate. Uh, Carl Health's Red, White, and Boom uh, will be going on all night long. There will be music. There will be parties, festivities. Uh, we're going to give prizes away. Fireworks start at 9. Biggest fireworks show in the entire state. You're already smiling more and more as I'm talking. Uh, but I just got this message from somebody uh, that's supposed to be probably a voicemail uh, for tomorrow, but I, I want to play it today because it's, it's kind of nice for today. Uh, this person said, hey, we heard that you lost another uh, member of the team uh, probably for tomorrow's show. Uh, so we're wondering if we can get a replacement person. The replacement person, Betty. Here we go. Hey, Craig, I think I heard that uh, your co-host jipped out on you. Why don't we bring in Betty as your co-host? We really enjoy <laughs> hearing her point of view of being in Illinois and being a new resident of the state. 
This is Andy McGavin from Wyoming, Illinois. Thank you, Andy, for the call oh and for my the God, suggestion. That's awesome. <laughs> Andy, thank you so much. You I be, do appreciate it. You want to be the co-host tomorrow on the show? <laughs> if you have, if you have okay. me, I, I will I be. I would love to have you on. Uh, you got to prep um, your own. St- you're going to do petty topics. I know. I have to prepare right. and everything yeah. with a short just, amount of time now. I'll just sit there and I'll listen to the Betty topics as part <laughs> sure. of it because I'm prepping all the topics yeah. for a six, yeah. seven-hour show. And I would love some help if you want to do some topics. I want to research hardcore about, about fireworks, sure. et cetera. Yeah, so you can do that. You would also talk about Shakira. Uh, Shakira is a thing that you like to talk about from time Shakira, to time. Shakira, yes, yes. And how she's doing in the world of uh, being single now, going yeah. through a breakup, yeah. and then all the guys that like her. I know. Yeah, I, I just, like, I'm amazed how uh, she's pretty good uh, creating, uh, very good creative, because, mm-hmm. like, it seems like every stage in her life she write, she writes about about. She's what a member. Going on. She's a member of Mensa. That means she's one of the smarter people yes, on the planet. Yes. She got into Mensa, and then also uh, the guy who played Superman thought yeah. she was very, very yeah. pretty yeah. at a recent event. <laughs> you showed me that video a lot. Uh, what else has been going on for you, Betty? How's today? Uh, is it busy today? For no, you? actually, slow? it's slowed down. It, mm-hmm. The building, uh, the parking lot is kind of dead when I arrived this early. I mean, in the morning, like around seven thirty or so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty empty. empty. I was like, and I go like around to uh, do a lap around the building. It was like, okay, yeah, it seems like there's a lot, like <laughs> a handful of people working. Vacation, yeah, off yeah, day. people are having fun out well, there, traveling. That's probably true of a lot of offices. I'll say for our office, I think a lot of people are probably out setting up red, white, and boom stuff. Yeah, so there's a lot yeah, of activity going on. A, lot, yes. a lot of it is going on outside, all outdoors. The, all the radio stations, the Wolf. I yeah. think. Um, what else? Uh, we have the Wolf, we have the Drive, we have the Mix, yes. um, we have uh, Casey, Casey and us. Yeah. We'll all be there. Yeah. Um, it'll be great. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I will say this, that I tested my equipment uh, yep. by myself today, and mm-hmm. you saw me right after I came back. Yes. I was I was covered in sweat. <laughs> I had to move yeah, that equipment great. like three different places to yeah. get... <laughs> Running around <laughs> like everybody else. I see uh-huh. like people going around the hallways yep. and like chit-chatting here and there so they are being busy they want to make sure like everybody's gonna uh, like doing everything's gonna be great yeah i had to test my equipment for tomorrow's broadcast uh in three different locations because the first two didn't actually have power they had plugs but they weren't on so i kept plugging everything in setting everything up and then you know not actually getting it to turn on uh, which was negative Uh, and then finally i set everything up the third time Got it to work. Broadcast is going to be great tomorrow. Very excited. Third time is a charm. Third time is a charm. Yeah. Came back covered in sweat. You saw me right after <laughs> yeah, I got back here. Great. And I left the equipment things that I was testing in my car. And so then that's why I ran out of here uh, during the 3 o'clock, 3.30 news. Yes. And made it all the way downstairs and all the way back up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and actually, I don't know why the elevator is being super busy. You are like a I know, I way, that. like a couple, yeah. one or two minutes. But for you, radio mm-hmm. hosts, like they have to be on air in a specific time. Yes. It's kind of like, okay, I, I I can wait two or three minutes by the elevator, but you yeah. guys cannot no. do Yeah, yes. that was the worst, um, yes. not getting the first floor elevator in a situation for me in a while. Uh, but I, I knew I was going to be okay. I did some things to make sure that it was going to be okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, this, real quick, I want to talk about. Uh, it's coffee, and then we'll get to your word of the day. All right. Betty loves coffee. Uh, it's something you try to give up Don't once. Don't tell me if it is something bad about coffee, Chris. <laughs> it's not bad about okay. coffee. Don't worry about it. doesn't cause cancer or anything? No, 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 none okay. of that. Nope. Okay. It's research out of Portugal, and it's not It's not what you think it is. Uh, but you try to give up coffee once in your life. Once. It lasted 48 hours. Yes. You refuse to ever try again. Refuse, yes. And I won't do it, I think, ever again. Because <laughs> you had coffee as a little kid. Yeah. Uh, your mom gave you guys coffee growing up. Okay. Yeah. Um, I told you yesterday that coffee is my addiction. Uh, like, it's just the same 
for you uh, with meatballs. I love meatballs. Yes, yes. I don't. I don't meatballs, eat them that much though. Meatballs are your addiction. I don't do it. I don't do a daily meatball. I should do a daily meatball. That would be great. That would be great. That would be As a really request. Cool. Yes. Um, <laughs> so this is what they found. Uh, research out of Portugal, uh, the University of Minho's School of Medicine. Uh, coffee and the addiction to coffee is not just the caffeine. Yeah. It's not just the, the fact that it gives you <laughs> the deliciousness of it, Betty. Uh, this is deliciousness. deliciousness. You usually yes. say this is, oh, and I have to mention something you were saying at the game uh, in just a bit. Um, that's something I loved a lot. Uh, but it's actually the, the pattern. Uh, if you create a pattern every day where you wake up, you smell coffee yeah, in the morning, yeah. it becomes a ritual. Yeah, you're like a mice. <laughs> you sip it, you, you drink it, you, you know, do all the things that you do. Uh, that repetition makes you more addicted to the totality of the experience, not just the caffeine. So the yeah. caffeine is one part of it, uh, but even the smell. Uh, you got a coffee uh, in between the rain delay thing at the Cardinals game on Saturday because we were at the Cardinals-Yankee game, and they rain delayed for so long that we went and grabbed food. And when they put the coffee in front of you at, like, the restaurant we went to, three or four of the people <laughs> looked at you and they're like, that smells so good. Yes. smells so delicious. Yeah. And it was like 4.30, almost 5 o'clock. Yeah, and actually it was kind of like a very fancy mini cup of espresso. And mm. I was thinking to myself, I was like, why are they giving me this tiny mini cup? I need like a tree of those, <laughs> like in the same cup. Right, yeah, you need but multiple it was, refills. But it was a fancy cup of coffee. And it smelled though. great. Yes, yes. yes. Um, okay, so there was a rain delay uh, during the Cardinals game. You went with me all weekend. You all saw, weekend. You saw three Yankee games yep. in two days. Yep. Uh, you waited through rain delays. Yep. You showed up the next day. You had fun, right? Yes, I did have fun. Although you were disappointed the Yankees lost. Oh, my God, it was so frustrating to watch. Yes. I don't know. I was like... They were playing, Greg, do not get upset, do not get sad. <laughs> okay. Uh, but they seemed like they were playing just to like, uh, like a, like a, like a practice, like yeah. in the backyard, like, okay, I'm feeling lazy, I'm not gonna try at all. And I was like, dude, come I on, mean, guys. Come on, they get, they so much they money. Do. They need to they run. They try harder. They need to try way harder. There yes. was only one guy on the team that you thought was trying really hard. I know. Isaiah kind of Falefa. <laughs> yes. You said that he was trying to save Poor the team. Guy. Yes. Because he was covered in dirt every day. Oh, the three games, his, his uniform, or how you call his it? His uniform? Uniform covered on mud. Totally dirt. Yep. He was like sliding, sliding and, and trying yep. and like, <laughs> poor guy. Oh my God. He, they, they need, he need, he needs a, a race yeah. for this sure. This is what it's like to go to a baseball game with Betty, by the way. You're lovely and adorable. And talk about things like that. You want to give Isaiah Connor <laughs> oh, for a raise. And they were in their cocoon. They That's what like, I wanted you to say. Yes. They were like hiding. It was so cool to watch. We were like at the top of the stadium mm-hmm. all, during the rain. All the way to the top. Yep, we went all the way to the top. The, the wind and the rain and uh covering it like in the breeze mm-hmm. of the of the rain. And I just saw the, their legs on the how do you call <laughs> the air? It's crack. a dugout. It's actually but call it a cocoon, that's better. Is a dog? Uh, how you call it again? Just call it cocoon. I like the word well, cocoon. Well, I I call it a cocoon because they were like just hiding, like a little yes. like a, a guy just watching the rain. And I was like, those guys are just human, like mm-hmm. like us. Like they are waiting for the just rain, for the to, rain pass, to stop. And they were very patient the yes. whole time, right yes. there. And uh, they were just covering, like a yes. little like. You made us go all the way up to the top of the stadium. You took a video, um, and I said the Yankees are stinking. And you can see that on Facebook, facebook.com slash Greg Collins Show. But you also kept yelling what as you were looking at the Yankee dugout or the Yankee (laughs) cocoon. Can you yell it? I don't remember, Craig. Yankos. You just kept oh, yeah, yelling well, and you waving and yelling Yankos. I put my, my hat or my cap yep. and I was trying to fly and mm-hmm. I like fly my car with my hand, uh, yelling at their names or whatever and, uh, try to get their attention somehow. Like, right. 
right? Yes, we are here. We yeah. were the only two people, right? We were the only there. two people in the stadium. Yeah, no, you moved us all the way to the very top of the stadium yes. to see with like the rain and stuff. Yes. And then you started yelling. We were much closer to the players before that. Yeah. And yeah. you started yelling at the Yankee cocoon. Uh, that's what you call it. And you were just yelling, Yankos! Yankos! <laughs> it was, it was adorable. I, I think they heard you because no one else was in the stadium. Well, there was a guy who literally was staring where like, we looked down? Yeah, yes, mm. but not sure. I mean, who knows if right. he was staring at, at us or like just to the rain. But, and I didn't even know who was that guy, but he so was in front of us. Did the rain the delay thing. make you have more fun or less fun having a Yankee um, three game trip with me? No, you know what, Craig? Uh, I'm. I'm a person who actually loves to see uh, the rain and mm-hmm. the weather and mm-hmm. just to observe and be part mm-hmm. of it. I try to just don't be like uh, impatient and grumpy sure. or like sure. uh, annoyed with, sure. with something, especially with uh, nature. Like yes. if I have the time and I, I just wanted to enjoy it. And it was very it was Only very one thing made watch. you grumpy the entire time we were there, and it's that photo I took of you with the Roger Maris bobblehead. Yes, because I was like, uh, no, correct, I'm not prepared. <laughs> but you approved it. Before I put it on Facebook, yes, you approved it. Okay. Yes, I approved And the other photo that I should have put up is the really, really close photo you got of Garrett Cole. Uh, oh, one my of the God. Best yes. Yankee yes, players, yes. although he didn't play very well the other night no. pitching against the uh, no. Cardinals. Uh, you were very excited to yes, meet Garrett Cole. Yes, it's just so amazing to watch a, a mm. player like that, famous, to be so close, close to you. around. Right. Yes, yeah. And I saw him was like, oh, my God, they are real. Yeah. It seems like <laughs> they're, they're real people. They're yes. real people, yes. yes. We've seen him on TV yes, all the yes. time. Yeah, the Houston Astro, the former Astro. Um, all right, uh, before I let you go, what is your word of the day? Uh, this word, Craig, um, is actually an item that is one of your favorite items. Okay. Uh, it's a food item. Okay. So, uh, yes. Is it steak? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Uh, it's called in Spanish, salchicha. Salchicha? <laughs> no, no salchicha, Craig. Okay. No salchicha. <laughs> I'd say it again. Salchicha. Salchicha. There you go. Okay. Yeah, there you go. What is salchicha? It's a. It's. It comes like. Um, it's. It's. I'm gonna describe it. Okay. It's gonna like. Okay. That you can. No, sure. you don't even Google it. It's okay. long meat. And people grill it All right. in a holiday. It's a sausage. Exactly. Yes, correct. it's like a hot dog, but it's yes, a sausage. Yes. You say it's one of my favorites because I had a hot dog at every game. Yes. Because it's a tradition for me. You go yeah. to a baseball game, you got to get a hot dog. Yeah. You can't not have a Nathan's hot dog. Nathan's, right. yes. Yeah. 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 Well, Link, I shouldn't Link say that brand, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were great. Nathan's is great. Yeah. Hot dogs, all right. Uh, thank you, Betty. Lovely as always. Adorable as always. Yeah. And that's really Betty. Uh, anyone that thinks she's uh, playing a character, that's really her. <laughs> she made me go to the top of the um, Cardinal Stadium, to Bush Stadium, sit in the very last row, uh, yes. right up against the, the fence where all the rain was still hitting our backs, yes. and then yell Yankos yes. at the Yankee cocoon. Yeah. It's a real thing <laughs> yes. that happened. It this happened. Weekend. It was great. Uh, quick break, a lot more. 1470, 100.3, WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. 1470, 100.3, WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, Chris Rock made a joke in that special that was like live on Netflix, which was kind of uh, cool. Uh, but the joke was that Republicans lie to you, and Democrats leave out key information for the information uh, in the truth that allows you to think things that aren't true. Uh, this is going to be option number two. Uh, this is a, a Chris Rock special. Uh, this is Joy Reid uh, saying that she got into Harvard uh, based on affirmative action. And because of that, she thinks affirmative action should not go away. I mentioned this earlier in the show. I want to just say it again here so you or anyone listening understands it. A majority of Americans approve of the Supreme Court ruling restricting the use of race as a factor in college admissions. That is according to ABC News and a new poll they did. 
On Thursday, the Supreme Court, of course, uh, last Thursday, changed the rules and um, removed affirmative action in those programs as one thing that they think um, shouldn't uh, be a component or at least not uh, exactly the way it was being used before uh, to get you into colleges. 52 percent of of Americans, a little more than half, approve of the Supreme Court decision on restricting the use of race as a factor. 32 percent disapprove and 16 percent, they don't know. Now, those 16 percent are the ones that answer almost every question, every poll. Uh, I don't know. But that that might surprise some uh, that are shaping many of these things to be uh, shocking far uh, right decisions by the Supreme Court. Uh, But here's Joy Reid explaining affirmative action, or at least what uh, she felt affirmative action was that helped her get into Harvard. But the way she describes it, I'll tell you, is not actually affirmative action, not entirely. And the thing she's describing is something that could still happen and she could still get into Harvard today if she were going to school and has the amazing uh, qualifications that she says she has. Let me just be clear. I got into Harvard only because of affirmative action. I went to a school no one had ever heard of in Denver, Colorado, in a small suburb. I didn't go to Exeter or Andover. I didn't have college test prep. I just happened to be really nerdy and smart and have really good grades and good SAT scores. But someone came to Denver, Colorado (laughs) to look. The humble um, way in which she said all that. A Harvard recruiter flew to Denver and I met up with her at the Village Inn restaurant and did a pre-interview to get to to pull me into Harvard. I wasn't I was pulled in and the, and the schools like Harvard and Yale that I got into <laughs> affirmatively yes. and wow. it was literally not saying we're going to take an unqualified person and put them right. in Harvard. Yes. We're going to take a very qualified person who we would never know existed and put them in Harvard. That's how. Yeah, that's not affirmative action, uh, not knowing that someone exists because they went to a small school or whatever other subtext she wants you to, to pick up there as to the insinuation that she wouldn't have been on a radar for Harvard or anywhere else. It's so interesting. I heard so many people talk about this today and just crap on Joy Reid and joke uh, that her saying she got into Harvard only because of affirmative action is something that didn't surprise a lot of people. And that's fine, but that's not the totality of her message. Her message is that her grades were great, that she was nerdy. She did great on all of her tests. Uh, so she essentially deserved to go to Harvard. And the thing that she thought have held her back until affirmative action was a focal point of Harvard was discovery, that she wouldn't be discovered by Harvard. But if you go back and look at all the data, all the information that was used in the court case uh, with the Supreme Court, anyone in the top percentile, the number one percentile, as far as test scores and other things go, not just students who go to absolutely elite colleges uh, like the ones that she mentioned there, uh, but students who have uh, essentially uh, perfect resumes um, do not get in to Harvard at the rate that they should get into Harvard because uh, students with lesser qualifications are getting in a little bit down the line. That's just true. The qualifications at a Harvard uh, don't mean that people don't pass the bare minimum. Uh, they're not blowing uh, past the, the requirement that they say is the absolute um, minimum to get into a school to, to allow some kids in and other kids not to get in. Uh, but the top echelon of kids do not have 100 percent acceptance rate. Actually, as I said on the show, and this is just real, it was in the Supreme Court um, um, uh, case itself. If you're Asian American, you're only in at 12 percent in the top echelon, the, the best of the best. Then nothing about my resume is different than anybody else's resume. You only get into Harvard at 12 percent. Uh, Compared to Americans at 15 percent, African Americans with that type of resume got in at 56 percent rates. Um, So, again, um, um, Joy Reid 
if she was really, really smart with really, really great grades, who did really, really great on her tests, and then got recruited by Harvard, she would still get in and still go to Harvard today. Uh, that didn't change. I just find that interesting because that's leaving out information and essentially saying on her television show that anyone who looks like her now can't go to Harvard. Uh, that's not true. That's not even close to what they said, uh, they being the Supreme Court in that decision. And so leaving out key information, key parts of the truth, is what essentially further separates us and causes someone who's on a liberal side of the aisle to yell and scream about someone on a conservative side of the aisle, thinking that they're somehow a problem uh, hurting our society, uh, when the reality is that a whole lot of the things, you know, I'll, I'll say it this way, and then I'll take a break, and then we'll, we'll do other stuff. The reality is I think we all agree on way more than we're aware of. I think we have a, a lot more uh, common ground than we realize we do. And some of the things that we debate, that we disagree on, that we push back and forth on, I think they're ridiculous exaggerations of some of the positions uh, that everyday people actually have on some of these things that are much more um, uh, close, uh, much closer uh, than you or I probably are even aware. Um, and honestly, that's, that's something I've been uh, feeling more and more over the past few days. As people tell me that we're further and further apart when you hammer down on the details of some things, you find that a lot of people are much closer together. The things you think that you shouldn't say uh, in classrooms to children is, is much more uniform than you think it is. Uh, the things that you um, would like to see in the world as far as fairness goes, a lot more uniform than we think they are. It's just fascinating to me. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. It's also time for the top five at five. Let's go ahead and do this. we got a theme song for it and everything. And we go. It's time for the Top 5 at 5 on the Craig Collins Show. That's right. Top 5 stories at 5 o'clock, according to me, in no particular order because, well, I don't want to do a particular order. Uh, the first one that I thought was interesting, and this is way outside of the realm of the typical uh, Top 5 at 5, uh, but NASCAR had that race over the weekend on the streets of Chicago. It was the first ever streets of Chicago race. Uh, there was a pileup at one point uh, that was pretty hilarious because, well, one guy turned wide and then got stuck and then everybody else got stuck. And then all of a sudden it just looked like regular traffic uh, in the city of Chicago for a little bit before they fixed it. But the thing I thought was interesting about it is that whether or not you like NASCAR or you like hockey and they've been doing all those outdoor um, games in the world of the NHL, or if you like baseball and the Field of Dreams game, which was amazing. I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I want more of this. I want more of um, out-in-the-world versions of elite sports occurring. I do eventually want like an, a Major League Baseball team to play like a, a backyard uh, someone, maybe not an actual backyard, uh, maybe some sort of closer to professional dimensions uh, version of a field uh, somewhere in our community. But I want that because that would be amazing. Uh, it'd be amazing to see uh, a basketball game, pickup game uh, with elite athletes happen on like a court just somewhere in the country. Uh, I think the accessibility of sports is enhanced when they do it this way. I just think it's cool. And even though it's the, um, you know, uh, streets of Chicago, and they had unique challenges. I still thought overall that that event seemed uh, interesting. And just because of how much it rained, I guess they also uh, called that race early. So that was disappointing. Another of the bigger stories out there, uh, this one in the world of politics, is about Ron DeSantis. I can play the um, the actual ad itself. It's mostly visual, so I'm not really sure that uh, this ad adds any value to it. But I don't I don't mind playing it. It's not that I'm, I'm anti-playing it. Uh, but... Um, uh, Ron DeSantis, his um, his campaign on Twitter, on social media, uh, put out an ad that I don't think they created. I think the word is that they didn't make this, 
but the word is that they obviously put it up, so maybe they support somehow uh, the messaging here. And what I think is really interesting about it is the person who actually wins in media's obsession about how DeSantis seems to be uh, coming across in this particular ad that has been accused of being homophobic and anti-LGBTQ is, is uh, Trump. Uh, former President Donald Trump has got to be the winner with independent voters or with voters who are getting absolutely mad at, at DeSantis right now. But here, I'll play a little bit of this um, audio so you can hear what I mean by that for just a second. And it's a very visual thing, but we'll we'll try it out anyway. We said we're not going to have the sexualization of our children uh, in our schools. And I'll tell you, parents across Florida, regardless of party, they appreciated that. They want their kids focused. No, hold on. That's not that's not the right audio. Let's actually find the correct audio. That's that's a statement, a speech uh, DeSantis gave that uh, feels like it's now in the place where that audio is supposed to be. Okay, here we go. Here's the exact audio. I will do everything in my power to protect our LGBTQ citizens. If Caitlyn Jenner were to walk into Trump Tower and want to use the bathroom, you would be fine with her using any bathroom she chooses. That is correct. In the future, can transgender women compete in Miss Universe? Yes. Make America great again. All right, this is the part that becomes overwhelmingly uh, audio, uh, and it's all about DeSantis and some of the uh, statements that he's made or the the stances he has on things, uh, some of the um, images passing across the screen. DeSantis signs most extreme uh, slate of anti-trans laws in modern history. I think what the message of the the, uh, ad is supposed to be, if you're on uh, Team DeSantis, if you're trying to highlight some sort of win here, is that DeSantis is anti woke culture and woke culture for whatever reason, uh, better or worse, I'm not sure, uh, seems to be predominantly about LGBTQ rights right now or even uh, transgender rights specifically right now. That that feels like it's the the focal point of a conversation uh, where people are discussing uh, woke wokeism or, or lack of woke, whatever, whatever it might be. And that, that's an odd thing for me because uh, I've said before in this show and I don't want to dive uh, too deep into this part of the topic, uh, that the amount of people uh, who are in the uh, LGBTQ, but specifically the T, transgender, a uh, part of our society is less than 1% of our country, 0.6% or 1.6% if you're looking at young people who claim to identify as, as transgender. Um, and I, I say claim to identify as transgender because not everyone in the youngest group has, of course, had some sort of surgery. I'm not trying to uh, insinuate any sort of other thing that I'll get accused of being, uh, but but uh, lots of young people uh, simply do tell you whether or not they think they're transgender, and that's part of the stat uh, that's out there in the world that I've quoted before. Uh, but the thing, again, that's important to me about all this is that I, I think DeSantis did miss the mark in what he was trying to say or how he was trying to say it, and it's become fairly easy uh, even for um, uh, gay Republican groups to say that they um, admonish, they they stand against, they they are upset by, and feel that this is dabbling in the world of homophobia, uh, and you can't see the rest of the video, so I I don't even think it really deserves uh, to be described to you. I don't think that's going to get the message home. I I don't think that that was the intention. I don't think that a political party right now in our day and age wants to uh, put something out there uh, that is supposed to be. 
homophobic in the sense that tells you uh, to hate certain people for whatever reason. I mean, Rush Limbaugh famously said, I don't care uh, what people do in the privacy of their own home. That's not uh, a part of a conversation that I want to have. And I think even more so today than back then, a whole lot of people agree with that, that there is no a need to debate certain things about our society and our lives uh, that's allowed to be a private conversation uh, that no one needs to, um, you know, uh, inflect their opinion on. Uh, it's just it's just so interesting to me because and this is the biggest reaction I had now. This top five at five is becoming a top two. And I really wanted to get to more of the stories. Uh, I think DeSantis was trying to pull a Trump. And what I mean by that is trying to do something that media will obsess about, media will discuss, media will will cover ad nauseum, and it'll somehow benefit Trump the way that that Trump derangement syndrome, or excuse me, benefit DeSantis, the way that Trump derangement syndrome seems to benefit Trump. Uh, But this is a poorly done way of trying to do that because it became easier uh, for people to to take shots at. Uh, Some even Pete Buttigieg, I think, took a shot at this uh, over the weekend. So I think the most interesting aspect to me is that this is going to gain wide exposure, uh, this uh, video, uh, probably not with conservatives who are deciding whether or not to vote Trump or vote DeSantis, uh, but with a lot of media outlets that want to tear apart uh, Ron DeSantis and say he's even worse uh, than Trump. And the person who's most going to benefit from that, uh, whether media wants him to or not, is is Trump. Uh, Trump is going to be highlighted as someone who's much more reasonable uh, than DeSantis. And I just find that interesting in the way in which one-sided media tries to shape both of them as crazy, horrible, terrible people. Uh, and this is, again, uh, the own uh, campaign of DeSantis. Who, who knows uh, what person actually put that up? I don't think DeSantis runs his own uh, Twitter Uh, And whether or not there's approval to put those things up, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, There's more answers that you haven't been given out of parts of this. And if you want to go watch it and decide for yourself what you think it is, uh, feel free. But I do think it's interesting, the controversy and the most likely benefactor of the controversy, uh, because it's one that probably a lot of people that are talking about a lot uh, don't want to benefit. And he will. Uh, Trump will uh, look uh, differently because that's the only person the attack ad was targeting. All right. uh, Moving on. I want to talk about this. Uh, Harvard admissions are now being challenged again. Uh, A group of people is coming forward and saying they're going to try to challenge the process of children of alumni uh, being favored as far as admission goes. You know what's funny about this? There's people out there saying this is a reaction uh, to the removal of affirmative action and that this is obviously something that's going to make people on some other political side of the aisle mad. No, it's not. (laughs) There's no one that's going to be upset with this uh, if you're pushing and fighting for people with the best possible qualifications uh, to get into one of the most elite universities in our country, I think most people would be like, yeah, it's fine. That makes sense. Uh, Good. Uh, There shouldn't be qualifications like being an alumni that make it any easier to get in or the child of an alumni, uh, just like there shouldn't be qualifications that make it easier to get in uh, based on something that's not academic in nature. So I I think what's funny about this is it's sort of being shaped as a response uh, to some other things out there, and a whole lot of people on both sides of the aisle will actually probably agree with that one. All right. Uh, We're out of time. I can only do a top three. Uh, So top three of the day today, a good story, bad story coming up in a little bit. A quick break, a lot more. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. We're going to continue a little bit more of the top five at five because why not? Let's keep going with that. Uh, By the way, Red, White, and Boom is tomorrow. It is the largest firework display in all of Illinois. Uh, It is awesome for several reasons. Uh, First and foremost, I think a third of it is all brand new. 
Uh, so even though we keep having uh, one of the largest, if not the largest, almost every year, the largest, uh, and certainly this year confirmed the largest uh, firework display in all of Illinois, uh, we keep changing stuff. We keep enhancing stuff. We keep making it better, uh, which is exciting. Uh, the fireworks themselves started about 930. Uh, they go for half an hour. Um, so enjoy that. Um, everything starts to shut down around nine o'clock uh, as far as um, all the other uh, different things that we have going on. And we have a lot going on. At 5 o'clock, if you get to either side of the riverfront, the uh, East Peoria or the Peoria side, uh, you will see stuff happening. You will see performances going on. You'll see all kinds of crazy things. Uh, And then you will also, of course, uh, be able to hang out. There's food vendors. There's a bunch. Um, I'm there from 5 o'clock on uh, broadcasting. Will Stevenson will be there. Uh, We hopefully will have a bunch of other people swinging by. Julia Bradley will be hanging out, I think, for uh, several hours, Uh, similar to something we did last year. And we're going to blaze all the way through the fireworks. Uh, even uh, doing a live play-by-play. And we might have a special guest that texted me during the show today uh, that is a a broadcaster in the community for a very long time uh, that may be willing to help out and be a broadcaster on the uh, play-by-play of the fireworks. So I'm very excited about that. That that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Someone who's actually done a firework play-by-play before, I didn't think that human existed uh, out there in the world of our our listening audience, and apparently they do. So that person very likely to swing by and be a part of the show uh, tomorrow, too. Uh, two other quick things, and these were supposed to be uh, top five at five topics. Uh, first, this should be a huge story, uh, but it's probably not. It's not going to be talked about a lot because it's off the radar uh, for a lot of people. But this is uh, Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, uh, saying that war uh, will not end until Ukraine takes back Crimea. He told this to CNN, uh, I believe, uh, a a few days ago, but it's going to air, I think, more of the conversation later on this week. Here's this clip. We cannot imagine Ukraine without Crimea. And while Crimea is under the Russian occupation, it means only one thing. War is not over yet. To be clear, in victory, in peace, is there any scenario where Crimea is not part of Ukraine? It will not be victory then. Okay, here's the thing that matters about that statement. If the United States was asked, and probably was, asked by uh, Ukraine after the annex of Crimea, which happened in 2014, uh, when Russia took that uh, part of uh, the contested area between uh, Ukraine and between Russia, um, the United States didn't start writing blank checks and telling Ukraine to go fight and take that territory back. The Donbass region or the contested regions that exist between the two countries, those were not things that the United States would have signed blank check after blank check to support a conflict with uh, Ukraine and Russia on to try to defend, to fight whatever uh, the word is you want to choose about it. And that is inevitably the goal. And it's a rational goal. of Ukraine. I would also say that for Ukraine, this is a rational goal. Uh, they are getting um, military support that they cannot provide to themselves. They don't have the means to have the amount of equipment and things that not only the United States, uh, although to a much lesser extent, other countries are providing them. And they have been attacked. Uh, they were invaded. It is a rational move uh, by a, a country that has been um, treated the way they've been treated by Russia to want to take more. But it is not necessarily a, a um, thing that the United States uh, should or will uh, wind up supporting. Uh, but therein lies the rub, because the way this has been talked about, the way this has been sold to the American people uh, is that the United States stands with Ukraine no matter what. And there have been very few, if any, 
uh, kind of pushbacks. And actually, even more of the the conversation sort of demonstrates that point, uh, that the United States has seemed to do very little to tell Ukraine what its expectations are of this conflict. This should be a massive story uh, all over the news. I know the U.S. CIA chief, Bill Burns, has come and visited you regularly. He was here recently. What did you tell him about your plans to take back territory in the counteroffensive? To be honest with you, I was surprised to see the information in some media, both in the U.S. and Ukrainian and European media. My communication with the CIA chief should always be behind the scenes. Again, I understand what he's saying as far as his own position goes, uh, but it can't uh, be behind the scenes in the world of other countries that are funding your your uh, defense of your country. And I, I think the United States is right to give money to Ukraine, to give military surprise to Ukraine, to prevent Russia from fully taking that country. I think that is the right move. I still stand by that, even if people think I'm wrong about it. Uh, but I don't think that it's the right move to continue to allow um, Ukraine, if it so chooses, uh, which, according to their president, they will absolutely choose, uh, to continue to strike back on a counteroffensive that's designed to take more than just protecting uh, Ukraine to begin with. And so it's a tricky, tricky conversation uh, that no one has wanted to have uh, with Ukraine uh, from our country. And that's one of the many reasons that this will be yet another failure of this administration is to essentially uh, be stuck funding or eventually tell a lot of people here in our country who probably won't support it that way. I don't know how people take it when I talk about Ukraine the way that I do uh, for those that have supported the totality of the conflict. Uh, but this, even to the Biden administration, uh, will be the line in the sand. Uh, they just have not been very vocal about that line in the sand to the American people or uh, to anyone, it appears, not even Ukraine. All right, one other thing that was supposed to be in the top five of five, too. I just thought this was interesting. Uh, a fan fell out of um, his seat in City Field. Uh, this happened on Sunday between a Giants and Mets game. A uh, temporary cause of delay. Uh, here's some of the play-by-play -play coverage of it. Uh, when a fan winds up on the stand, uh, on the field, excuse me, and out of the stands, not because they, like, jumped and they're running and being an idiot, but because they actually fell. Uh, and, you know, um, it seemed like it was for a little bit a kind of scary thing, but the fan was okay. He break, too. He kind of froze immediately. Somebody fell? Somebody's on the field in center field. Looks like he may have fallen over the fence. He's got his hands up. He's not looking to cause any problems, but he did fall over the yeah. wall. He fell. Yep, they continue to uh, rush security toward him. They let the guy stay. Uh, that's one of the things that I thought was interesting, that it says they didn't eject the fan from the game. And of course not. Why would you eject a fan from a game who fell over the field, uh, fell over the wall onto the field? We don't know exactly how that happened. I'm not sure that uh, they have any sort of video of that, or at least I haven't seen it. Uh, but it occurred, and they were uh, trying to do everything they could to make sure the purse was okay. There is one funny thing out there tangentially connected to this story. Uh, Michael Kay is the TV broadcaster for the Yankees. He was on television on ESPN2 uh, doing the uh, Manning cast version of the game where they're watching the Mets game, but they're not actually really talking about it. I think A-Rod was part of the uh, broadcast, too. They totally ignored uh, the fan who fell in the field. I don't know if they didn't see it. They weren't paying attention. They were having a conversation about other stuff. Uh, I don't know if it's Yankee trolling, which some people are saying it is. But Michael Kay and his broadcast team for the Michael Kay show, uh, which, as I said, includes Alex Rodriguez, uh, just totally didn't cover a fan falling into the stands and then being escorted off. The, but again, I, I wonder if they even really paid attention or saw that moment or thought maybe the guy was running out of the field and being pulled off. I don't know. I don't think they totally understood what was occurring.
1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, time for good story, bad story. Let's do a few different good stories. Uh, one is involving a radio host. A radio host in Australia named Mario uh, Beckies uh, just became a Guinness World Record holder. He recently hosted his show for 55 hours and 26 minutes straight. That is the longest uh, solo broadcast or, or you know, uninterrupted broadcast in the history of radio. I'm not even close anything I've ever done in radio, 55 hours, 26 minutes. I don't know how you keep going and how it's now. I would like to hear the last few hours of that show. Uh, anything that might be a struggle uh, as far as the um, firework play-by-play that we're going to try uh, this year uh, during the fireworks, I'm actually excited about it. I volunteered for it. I'm going to play some audio in a second of some of uh, the other shows in the station discussing uh, the likelihood of that going well. Um, that's going to be the bad story, I guess, or it could be a good, who knows what it'll be. But anyway, uh, this guy probably, no matter what my struggle will be or anybody's struggle will be, and I hope you listen because it might be a whole bunch of fun. You never really know, uh, but it'll be nothing compared to 55 hours, 26 minutes. Another good story, a cop in Virginia uh, ran into a burning building last month and wound up saving three dogs. The cop went back for other dogs that it saw in the building. There's now even body cam footage online. All three dogs made it out okay. I know uh, a buddy else was in the building at all. But the cop kept going back and kept kept saving uh, more pets, which is amazing. That is awesome. Uh, as I said, it's it's body cam footage. I'll put it up on social media. Uh, not necessarily the best in the world of radio as it's visual. Uh, two uh, quick bad stories. Uh, the first bad story is just really, and I usually try to find uh, something sillier and more humorous to talk about, um, but uh, firework injuries happen. There's already um, a whole bunch of them on um, a line that you can find of, of people injuring themselves with fireworks. So my bad story is the fact that this is a way in which um, the very wonderful holiday that is the 4th of July and something that I really enjoy celebrating and something that you can celebrate uh, with Carl Health, Red, White, and Boom, brought home by Adam Merrick, uh, an event that we put on uh, right down on the riverfronts, is something that is much safer because we uh, take every precaution. Uh, so you will not be harmed by our fireworks, and then you don't have to try to do anything yourself. Uh, but the bad story, at least one of the bad stories, is uh, that there are a lot of injuries over the next couple of days. So be safe. Be careful. Uh, a couple other ones, this one in the world of the firework thing uh, that feels like a bad story, is two idiots in San Jose, California, stored 38,000 pounds of illegal fireworks inside multiple public public storage units. Uh, they're now facing a lot of charges because the building entirely burned down. The fireworks started to go off. Uh, it caused uh, an additional fire as you would assume it would, and then eventually everyone else who had storage in that facility lost all of their storage. Uh, there's photos and other things. Uh, the guys are 45 and 25. Their names are Anthony and Nathaniel, and they um, completely destroyed an entire um, uh, storage facility because of a ridiculous amount, 38,000 pounds of fireworks, uh, um, 13 ounces of meth, 200 grams of cocaine, a bunch of weed, a handgun, and 48,000 in cash were also found on these guys when they uh, they caught them. So there you go. Uh, that is definitely not a thing you should do. You shouldn't store a ridiculous amount of fireworks inside your storage facility. The other thing I wanted to play as, as I guess, a tongue-in-cheek version of a bad story, just because I enjoyed the way that it got covered uh, today by the other shows in this station. Uh, Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins uh, talked a little bit. Actually, uh, Jamie Markley and Scott Robbins about um, part of the broadcast that will happen uh, tomorrow on this very radio station on WMBD. Uh, they talked about how Scott will stop by the Collins uh, show or whatever he called it. And then actually they also discussed uh, the likelihood of the 
um, firework play-by-play being an easy thing to broadcast on. Here we go. Always a good time, a lot of fun, and uh, at some point in time, I've been asked to join the Collins Connection, the Collins <laughs> Show, tomorrow for a few minutes. Craig Collins Show. Go so, um, and they're going to do play-by-play mm-hmm. of the Red sure are. Boom. Not me, but... I don't have that kind of gift, man. <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to keep that ball in the air. Ah, Jamie, thanks, I buddy. I do that with the parade once. It was a disaster. Dude, yeah. Can I tell you something? Here, hold on, actually. He goes on to praise uh, local people who, uh, you know, do parades here in town on television, and that that's cool. But it is the, advanti- the, ad- the advantage, as uh, Markley points out, is they're on TV and we're on radio. I like that Markley has one, though, uh, that he tried to call a parade at one point, and I'd like to actually find and hear that audio. And then uh, Robbins uh, went on to say that he would not be available for the firework play. But I think he's missing out. I honestly think it's going to be a good time and a lot of fun. And even if it's not, even if we struggle to describe the fireworks to you, and I have a thesaurus with all the different terms uh, that I'm going to throw out there and try to use effectively to really let you know what's happening, to really bring you in out of the scene happening in front of us, uh, very, very close in front of us. And if it doesn't work, it might be fun to listen to as something that's a, a swing that we tried and maybe didn't play out the way we wanted to. I'm going to have fun either way. Uh, I laugh all the time anyway, so I'm sure it'll be a great time. But here, a little bit more from uh, Jamie and Scott about this. I mean, how many descriptors can you possibly have? <laughs> you got the source with well, I will. all sorts of different words in it you yes, can use, sir. I guess. If I were to just say, all right, Scott, uh, what do you see right now in the sky? Uh, Jamie, I see a uh, spectacular... Um, colorful array of, of shells that just went off. What I'm looking now is at pink and silver as they stream down into the crowd here. That's Sounds packed great. along our riverfront. An exciting evening indeed. Looking forward to the grand finale tonight. Crush it, Scott. Mm-hmm. You're part of the show. I'm thrilled to have it's you. It's a good effort. Yeah, well, I, but see, I just, again, I mean, just got to go through the whole thing. I don't <laughs> yeah, it's 30 minutes. I just think it's a tough gig. I think it's it a is. really tough gig. Thank you, sir. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do it. No. Uh, I'm right there with you on that one. No, sometimes you gotta yeah, you gotta throw the, the 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 card out there, the longevity card, and go. Hey, wait a minute, I've been around too long for that. I got the seniority card. I'm gonna play it right now. I love that he throws it because I actually volunteered for this. Uh, this is something that I think uh, will be fun to try and uh, hopefully very fun for you to listen to again, no matter how well we do or don't do, because we'll probably be aware of it as we go. Uh, Greg also mentioned it. Uh, Greg and Dan this morning. I had to uh, dig for this audio. I found it. Uh, they mentioned it uh, a little bit before 6 o'clock, so thank you to them for throwing it out there, too. And you'll see it for 30 minutes. Well, it, I just got a new piece of information. 29 minutes and 15 seconds long. All scripted to music sec- uh, second by second. And on this radio station, Craig Collins from the Afternoon Show is going to do the... This is the first time that I know that this has ever happened. He's going to play-by-play the fireworks. <laughs> I am, sir. This is going to be hysterical to Thank me. Thank you, sir. He has got a plan that, has he said what, if you said what his plan is, do you know what his plan is? No. You know it or you haven't said it? I don't know it. Oh, I know it. Do you know it, Julia? Can we say it? Is he, is he, because I don't want to give it away. We can say it? Okay. Yeah. I He's come, he has researched every possible adjective for the fireworks mm-hmm. that he could possibly find, and he's going to try to use all of them. Yes. And he and Lee Thanks, Hall, Lee Hall is going to join him. So they're going to be do. down there too. And yeah, Lee's a good play-by-play. Yeah, we actually have a late scratch. Lee Hall is probably not going to join us uh, tomorrow. <laughs> probably he realized as a professional broadcaster that that's the kind of thing he might not want to tie himself to. No, actually, I think uh, something has come up last minute um, that is going to detain Lee Hall. Uh, but I do think this is interesting uh, for certainly um, the the idea that everybody is going to hopefully listen. 
uh, from our, our group, and maybe we'll talk about this for years to come. Maybe it'll be taught in a class somewhere as something you do or don't do, uh, probably don't do. Uh, but I, I'm excited for it, and I'm looking forward to it, and I love the fact that all the other shows at least uh, announced and, and uh, passed on to you uh, to listen because it should be a lot of fun. Uh, quick break, a lot more, 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show, soon to be a play-by-play uh, broadcaster of fireworks uh, right here hosting afternoons for you on 1470. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Some other stuff, some palate cleanser stuff uh, to talk about before the end of the show today. Uh, first, red wine has uh, libido-boosting powers for both men and women, according to a recent study. Uh, this is interesting. Um, the Journal of Clinical Medicine found ample evidence of the ways of red wine. Uh, it can help men. It can help women. It can help everybody. Um, there are certain compounds inside red wine uh, that take the credit for much of the uh, drink's um, interesting effects on people. That's the way I'll talk about it. In addition to red wine, uh, these chemicals are also found in dark chocolate, tea, uh, certain uh, types of fruits and vegetables. So a lot of different things that can provide you a natural boost. Uh, the stress uh, um, benefits have actually also been studied in the world of wine. Uh, they help with health problems like um, cancer, heart disease, stroke, arthritis, immune disorders, uh, Parkinson's disease, uh, having uh, some amount of red wine. I remember a study recently that said like the benefits of red wine were overblown and you shouldn't drink, especially in the world of your heart. And then this study comes out and says the exact opposite is true. I find that fascinating because probably wait three, four, five, uh, six months, and we can find another study uh, that's going to say the opposite of the things I just told you are true all over again. Uh, it seems that repeating the studies is one of the, the trickier gigs in the world of studies in the first place. It feels important, uh, but yet uh, we're talking about the things I see in front of me today. Uh, your car is spying on you. Uh, that's a update from a, um, a tech expert. Uh, that says that those dash cams, those dash, you know, kind of consoles are very, very vulnerable to personal attacks from hackers, uh, more vulnerable than most of the technology we have today because of how old they are and how um, rarely they get updated, how they just kind of sit in your car all the time. Uh, we're talking about any kind of those uh, digital displays uh, that you have in your vehicle. I've seen people that actually like put their own program into it. So they essentially like hack it themselves. And what's crazy about that is they just found something online. They download a program that they probably don't understand very well. They upload it into their car, and then their car can do different things, or the screen can do different things. And I have friends that I know that have no idea what sort of vulnerabilities they open themselves. That's terrifying to me. It's like, oh, yeah, now it's cool. I see your entire cell phone now differently than I did before, uh, differently just if you have, you know, um, Apple and Apple-connected uh, devices or something. Uh, Apple Play, uh, but now I'm also curious what you did to your car to make that happen. Like we jailbreak phones, uh, which is what it's called when you uh, use uh, certain things to, to force yourself around, especially Apple does, uh, some of the restrictions that might exist on certain cell phones. But jailbreaking your car feels uniquely risky. Uh, that feels like the kind of move I really don't think a lot of people should make, and yet apparently it's a move that a lot of people are making, and it's one of several reasons why. Um, that is, um, you know, a unique problem for your vehicle and a unique weakness in your vehicle. Other things out there, I saw this. High school sweethearts rekindled a romance from an emotionally public uh, proposal. 
Uh, this went viral because it was awesome. Um, an elderly uh, couple, um, after 60 years from their first meeting, uh, went viral on TikTok on social media. Um, because uh, I guess at some point the husband decided he wanted to go through the whole process, the whole same proposal, which happened in an airport the first time. Uh, Nancy and Thomas are their names. Uh, they even had a sign that said she said yes, uh, which I think is similar to how he proposed the first time. But they reenacted the whole thing. They rekindled the emotions. Everybody loved it. It was really fun. And the world is a better place when nice things happen in it. And we talk about uh, said nice things. And then one other quick thing, um, and I thought this was interesting and sort of uh, specific to the 4th of July, uh, Google's top how to grill uh, food search in all 50 states. Uh, these are the things that we struggle with, depending on what state you're from and what uh, items, I guess, are even likely to be landing on the grill in the first place. Um, but chicken is the top grill Google search in six states, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Ohio, Maine. And it is the uh, top search in Georgia, if you count wings, as far as chicken. 19 states had other meats, including burgers in Nevada, Arizona, and South Dakota. And then uh, steak, ribs, pork chops, and brats uh, were a search of a lot of people. Uh, seafood was in nine states. Shrimp, salmon, and swordfish among the top options that people are grilling. I've never gone to a cookout like this, uh, where people are making uh, this many insane things. Uh, New, New England, apparently, um, also was very popular with fish. Uh, grilled clams is number one in New York. Uh, vegetables is 16 different states. And then finally, uh, people who also looked up this trend eventually looked up um, how to make jello shots, which I, I find uniquely interesting, too. Um, there also is a search of interest um, for fireworks versus firecrackers. Uh, Illinois is a firecracker place, apparently. Uh, where that Google trend is more popular than a firework Google trend. Um, but, yes, uh, I think that there will be a lot of people uh, using fireworks, not just firecrackers, uh, this holiday uh, season. All right, a couple other quick things. We still have a few more minutes before I get out of here, uh, before we um, get ready for Red, White, and Boom. I might as well promote that again. And I would like for a lot of people to send me messages. Um, um, send me a text message. 309-340-4464 is the phone number. 309-340-4464. What I'm looking for is people that tell me why they like the 4th of July, why they celebrate it. Maybe a past memory you have uh, that you're uh, uniquely, you know, willing to share uh, with me on the radio and on the show. Just anything positive about the 4th of July. And the reason why I want that, and I want you to call that number and leave a message for me, and some people have already been doing it. Uh, thank you very much uh, for those who have. 309-340-4464, the number again, is because of a stat I saw. Um, I think it was at the end of last week that said that 25% of people um, 40 or younger do not celebrate the 4th of July, do not consider themselves uh, patriotic. Uh, essentially, they're ashamed of the country that they're, they're living in, the country that they're from. And so for that reason... They reject the the birth of our nation and the holiday uh, that I've loved ever since I was a little kid, uh, because you probably I'm imagining uh, most people I'm speaking to have that memory of um, your first Fourth of July or the first one uh, that really impacted you for whatever reason it might be. Maybe there were loved ones uh, that you shared it with that you didn't get a chance to share more Fourth uh, of Julys with. Um, but I remember seeing fireworks as a little kid and thinking how cool they are and thinking how awesome that day was and getting a, a little Italian ice uh, that my mom would pick up on the Jersey Shore. And we walk back home uh, from the, the little inlet, not really a beach, but an inlet uh, that we'd see the fireworks show at. 
And it, it was one of my favorite holidays. It's easily, I think, one of most kids' uh, favorite holidays. And yet there are people uh, in my generation, millennials, um, uh, Gen Z, uh, that are deciding not to celebrate at all and not even uh, allowing kids, I imagine, in their family to, to build those memories. I'm sure uh, some of those families might be doing something else. Uh, but whatever it is that they're doing is not comparable uh, to certainly not our show, uh, Red, White, and Broom, uh, Boom, excuse me, uh, Carl Health, Red, White, and Boom, uh, brought home by Adam Merrick Real Estate, is back. It's better than ever. It's one of the largest firework displays in the country. It is the largest firework display in Illinois. Uh, there is uh, live music and stuff going on. Uh, choose your spot on either the Peoria or East Peoria side of the river. Uh, we're actually going to hear from uh, some people in East Peoria, too. Uh, we want to thank a whole bunch of sponsors uh, that help make this a thing. Uh, Paradise Hotel Casino, Uftering Auto Group, uh, I3 Broadband, Caterpillar, SefQ, um, just so many different companies that have been involved in this uh, for years now, it feels like. Uh, the Illinois Air National Guard, uh, Middle-Ini Doors, United States Air Force Recruiting, um, all of the different uh, radio stations uh, that are a part of our group will be out there. They'll be hanging out. They'll be partying. I think there's actually several members of those stations who are going to wind up on the show, too. And then the, the highlights, I guess the biggest part of the event for me, uh, the thing I'm looking forward to, other than the fireworks themselves, uh, which a third of the fireworks are all brand new. Uh, we keep making it bigger and better and crazier. It's going to be almost 30 straight minutes of fireworks. Uh, but we will be doing a live radio play-by-play -play, uh, for the entirety of the show. Uh, we'll be trying to describe to you what's going on. I have a thesaurus with a whole bunch of synonyms for sparkly, for shining, for every single word I could think of to use. Uh, and then obviously a lot of words I couldn't think of on my own. And we will maybe give us points. Maybe Will and I will both earn points or whoever else is on the broadcast uh, for the amount of different words we use. Uh, we'll turn it into a game show. We'll turn it into something. And I hope you participate. Uh, but one more time, I just want to ask again for anyone. And I, I see some messages are being left uh, right now on my phone. So thank you for that. Uh, but 309-340-4464, uh, leave a voicemail, say why the 4th of July is important to you. Uh, tell me uh, how you've celebrated the holiday before. Tell me how you're celebrating the holiday this year. Uh, tell me whether or not you worked really hard today at work or if you took today as kind of an off day. Because uh, it's a very uh, – a Tuesday 4th of July is a very odd uh, holiday to be smushed uh, right after a Monday uh, back at work because I feel like a lot of people have returned to work. Uh, but any of those reasons, um, and anyone you can think of, 309-340-4464 is my cell phone number. Leave me a message directly, 309-340-4464. Uh, we will play a bunch of those messages from you on the radio tomorrow. Uh, please uh, give your name and the part of the community you're calling from, uh, but you'll hear your own voice if you listen into our show. On AM, it's 1470. On FM, it's 100.3. All over the Internet on WMBDradio.com. Uh, Will Stevenson seems very excited to be a part of the 4th of July fireworks show. We have to uh, come up with a list of things we absolutely have to incorporate into the play-by-play. -play. Okay. Um, I start with Towering Inferno. <laughs> That's fine. Thank Anything you. you want. I'm very excited about it. I think we do turn it into a game show. I'll have a bunch of like game show um, sounds, and every word we use that is not... A typical, you know, word you hear uh, gets you some amount of points. Can I uh, can I just tell people that I'm filling in for Lee Hall then? Sure. 